Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. What's up? And I'm Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, we have two Jeffs. <laughs> I know. I was losing sleep over that because I'm like, well, what am I going to call myself? And I'm sure some people can figure out some choice words, but I don't know. I don't plan on doing a lot of talking, so it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to let our guests do the talking. We have uh, Jeff Bourbon on the podcast today. What's up? Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. I'm super excited. Super excited. Um, gosh, where do we even begin? I guess we should probably begin about uh, or begin at your um, entry back into nationals and back onto the U.S. team, U.S. Unlimited team. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. What? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, it's a uh, pretty pretty cool to be back here. You know, 2015 was my last championship in um two thousand yeah in, in France. And uh, I miss it. You know, I, I went back in 2019. Um, that was pretty much a fail for me. Uh, you you were there, Jeff. Were you there, Mark? I was not there. Yeah. Mark's, um, Mark's never been to a contest, by the way. Oh, really? No, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding out. <laughs> He's and only holding gonna, out. If gliders don't fly anymore, he'll go to a contest. He's waiting for gliders to be nixed from every contest. Is then that right? Go. Yeah, no, that's I yeah. Mean, yeah, no, I, I I partially understand that. I'm a <laughs> I'm a glider pilot also. I always wanted to to do a um, a nationals in the glider. I just haven't done it mostly because of Klein Gilhausen, who you guys may remember. He's you know he owns the airplane or owned. He's passed away now, but his his widow Karen now owns the airplane and has been so gracious to allow me to continue to fly. That's awesome. And, and that was kind of the reason I went back in 19 was, um, you know, Klein had passed away. And since he had, I had really hadn't flown the airplane because he was my partner in crime in this whole thing. And yeah. when, when he passed it, I just didn't have that same fight in the airplane. And <clears throat> so we, we decided, you know, my wife and I was like, well, let, let's just go see if there's any of that fire left. And, and yeah. as you know, with the yak, I was super busy that, that year and, and doing so many other things that I didn't have any time at all to put into it. In fact, I, I hired Sergey to come out uh, for a three day camp of which I flew five flights. It was just, you know, you know, that airplane's an ass kicker and oh I just God. hadn't been training. And I, you know, so I, I got in for five flights with Sergey uh, three weeks before nationals in 19. And then I had in that uh, and nineteen was was that the um the first year you brought out the Yak one ten? Uh let's see, um eighteen, nineteen. No, eighteen was our first year. Eighteen? Okay. And then uh, yeah, so we were we were busy. First first year we only did I think four or five events. Nineteen was a full schedule. I think we did ten air shows that year. Um so to do that the extra was was way beyond what I was really allowing any time for it. So I don't even think you had time to bring it out. I, I remember showing I up didn't. to nationals and it was just there. And I'm like, where's Jeff? <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> like, he's going to show up the day of, I'm like this mother, he's going to show up kick ass without, and here you got all these people just training their ass. Off. Yeah. I, I had, um, 
that the airplane brought out yeah, to Nashville because I had an air show in, in uh, Portland <laughs> that weekend. Awesome. And, which, you know, I, I know I've ruffled a bunch of feathers when I, I, I mean, I did all the appropriate things before I got there and talked to the jury, the contest, you know, staff and all that and, and got approval to come in late um, and have my scores counted and, and all that. But, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I left the air show on, uh, on Sunday. So I, I was like, well, I can get on this flight and get there Sunday night because the weather was really crappy at, at the air show site. Yeah. And so I left early and I got like halfway to the, to the airport and Ben calls me, Ben Anderson. He's my, my mechanic with the airplane. He calls me. He's like, you know, there's a little bit of a break in the weather and, and Sean Tucker looks like he might be getting in his airplane. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Damn um, it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So I, I had to turn around and you know, to go to Portland airport. It was like an hour and a half drive. So I'm 45 minutes into the drive. Turn around, zoom back. He's got the airplane ready. I jumped in the airplane. I flew a, a flight with a thousand foot ceiling just to go burn around and make some noise with the Yak 110. And Jeez. got out of the airplane, jumped back in the car, raced out. Of course, I missed the flight that I was hoping to get on. Yeah. So I had to get on a late night flight to Denver. Got into Denver at like midnight and crashed into a hotel got a rental car, drove from Denver out to Salina, Kansas. Are you kidding me? No. On oh, Monday. my God. That's like eight hours. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a long freaking drive. And and I left there at like 4 o'clock in the morning so I could get there in time because they were doing the free program in the afternoon on Monday. Oh, my God. And they'd already flown the, the known. Of course, I didn't make it for that. So I, I show up. I'm like, what? where's my airplane? Um, get get tech. It's like stumbling and, in. He has like working on two hours of sleep. <laughs> Zombie walking. I forgot my yeah. pants. <laughs> He's got I, shoes on the wrong feet. <laughs> to say that I had no business being there is an understatement. So I uh, so I get in the airplane. They they put there's only what seven of us flying that year. Not many. It was just yeah. after the world championship, so a lot of people weren't there. And. Yeah. So I, I'm going first to fly the known, and then at the end, I'm going to fly the free. <laughs> and so I get into the airplane. I, I go up first first pilot in my engine. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this motor? <laughs> it's making all kinds of popping noise, and you know, it just didn't sound healthy it's at all. It's so you funny. I was on the boundary with that, and you came in. I didn't know you were coming in to do like a warm-up figure, so I wasn't paying attention. As usual, on a boundary, <laughs> and and like an airplane pulls and goes vertical, and it sounded like a radial engine because it was only running on like seven <laughs> cylinders. So I'm like, who the freak is flying a Sukhoi in Unlimited? I didn't remember seeing a Sukhoi because <laughs> it was like, bah, 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 bah. right, exactly. I'm like, this isn't good. So I've I've never seen the aerobatic box here. This is my first flight in uh, in Salina. Yeah, and I didn't even fly the airplane in, so I didn't even. I didn't see anything, right? So <laughs> my, my engine's not working, and I'm like, well, shit, I can't not fly because as soon as the first pilot flies the free, then I'm done. Yeah. That's the rule. You know, you got to fly the known. You got to finish that program before they start the next. I don't so even like, think that the jury at this last Nationals would have even let you flown. So you have to <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh yeah, no, that's a whole topic. Yeah, we're not we're not touching that one. We'll have to do another podcast for that. One. Yeah. So we, um, yeah. So I, I, I'm like, well, screw it. I'm going to just go for it. Uh, figure number three is a one and a quarter snap on a down after a push Humpty, and you know, there's that diagonal runway there. I yeah. do the one and a quarter plus the 45 for the the, the wrong runway. Pull the vertical. I'm like, well. I'm not lined up with pretty much anything here. So I know that was wrong. Yeah. Uh, I do the 45 degree roll back to the right axis. And I completed the, the sequence. But of course, that was the highest K figure in the entire contest. Damn it. Oh, and, my God. Uh, so yeah, that that was how I started. And then so I get down. I'm like, shit, there's still I'm still thinking about my motor. But there's something not right. So I look into cowling. Uh, don't see anything obvious. I'm like, well, I'm, and I'm up immediately. To go yeah. fly the free program. I, you flew first and then ninth or whatever, eighth. Yeah. <laughs> so I get back in the airplane and I, I'm doing a warm up figure and I'm on the downline and the engine's just backfiring really hard and making all. And, and Hector's like, I, you should land, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. So now I'm not going to get to fly the free. So Hector's like, well, go and check it out we'll hang out here because there was still some time they weren't it was the last of the day or something i don't remember but he's yeah. like, we're just gonna hang out go see if you can see something obvious and we'll wait so we got the whole gang i pulled up into the tech area and it was like a nascar pit crew you know oh, i remember osmeyer was like osmeyer was there and like everybody <laughs> was, just, was there it was yeah, great I mean, everybody's just wrenching know, on the plane you're sitting there <laughs> like this is great telling <laughs> comes off and i i, well, I looked in and I go, well, shit, there's a there's a lead off of the bottom plug on cylinder number one. It's just laying in the bottom of the cowling. Oh wow. I didn't know. Um, it that. must have been coming off during the thing. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, when I looked in the cowling after the known it, I didn't see that hanging there. So it must have been working its way loose anyways. So um, so we put that back on and they're cowling it up. I'm getting strapped back in the airplane and I go fly the free program. And the engine still wasn't that wasn't the problem. Um I Not think that it started, was part of the problem. I think halfway that, through it started doing it again. Oh, yeah. No, it was – you know what it <laughs> turned out to be? Well, I, when I got home after Nationals, I I took fuel controller off. I sent that out to get an overhaul because the airplane had been sitting for four years. After, oh, I mean, wow. It, it oh, and came, he stayed. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I finished the the world championship in 15. It got on a, on a boat and came back. They um, – you know, they put it back together at Southeast Arrow. I flew it home. And then from from nine, uh, from 15 to 19, I think the airplane has about 20 hours on it. Jeez. And most of that was Elias flying their plane or Del Collar flying their plane. I, I really didn't fly it uh, yeah. at all. So, so what was uh, wrong with it? So I, there was the fuel controller needed some adjustments. But the biggest issue was all the, um, the O-rings and the intake tubes were... Oh. were not working so uh, we replaced all the intake tube o-rings and just cleaned everything you know all injector everything got cleaned and servo got overhauled put it back together and of course it's working good now so. i love that you flew two unlimited sequence on seven out of eight cylinders <laughs> that's impressive there's a lot of yeah. people myself included that can't even fly with kind of perfectly working airplane yeah. Well, you want to know what's crazy? So I had this whole, <clears throat> I'm thinking about, you know, questions to ask. And 
one I, one of the things that was so impressive was, you know, Jeff and I were really paying attention to nationals. We were, you know, we were watching the live feeds. We, we were super appreciative of that. And then right after nationals, back to back was the Huntington Beach Air Show, Pacific Air Show. And I'm like, man, that is so crazy that Jeff Bourbon made the U.S. Unlimited team and then just hopped a plane and then flew a, a performance in the Yak 110 at Huntington Beach Air Show. And this whole story just blew the <laughs> the amazement of that story completely out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just a walk. Oh, in the that's park. not impressive at all. <laughs> yeah, he only had to drive four hours this year. God, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> sounds like you well, got full night of sleep at least. You know, that's not well, that, that impressive anymore. <laughs> that was a that was interesting. I mean, there, there that was a bit of an interesting story also. So I, I left Nashville, flew directly home. Went to uh, change change out my suitcase and went uh, to LA to go fly a four day trip. <laughs> and then I I oh, landed man. at um, I got I got in at midnight on on Thursday and was at the briefing at um, seven a.m. Friday morning. Oh my so, god, you are an animal. Yeah. Do you well, ever find yourself driving a car and looking for like another throttle leveler or something like that? <laughs> You're just like this so, only has one. You're That's so busy, has. like you're shifting into drive, but it's like, why won't this thing? Why is it not making any noise? I'm trying to start the jet engine, but it, uh, where's the switch? Um, sir, this is it. a Toyota Prius. Have <laughs> you get, did you guys uh, ever see a picture of the jet walkout, the Yak 110, and Shockwave at? at um oshkosh in no. 2019 was it 19 yeah that so this is a the picture i show all my prius friends <laughs> imagine you're burning the, all the gas <laughs> the, yeah oh um I'll, I'll send you the photo it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous uh Pri- lot priming. of petroleum products yeah <laughs> priming all those motors is like gas for a prius for a year <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm sure that the gallons burned in that performance has got to be 500 gallons. I mean, it's probably more than that. I mean, it's, it's like an insane amount of, of fuel, especially yeah, for well, a shockwave I mean, jet we, truck. That thing, God. If I posted a video or a picture of that in, in any of the coffee shops, I'd be out of business within the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit man so that's exciting to hear you i'm so happy you're back competing um and that you 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 got the burn for it um any um did anybody you know one of the people that blew me away at nationals and and how he did was um aj aj um and i don't want to get into the drama at all but like we saw him flying and i thought he flew really well is is uh i don't know if you agree with that or if there's somebody else that you thought was was flying really well is uh, anybody you want to kind of can talk about that that you're uh one kind of get out here is like uh shocked by seeing how good they were or how much well you know i have i haven't been around in a long time so i mean most of these guys that i've I've seen fly advanced were now flying unlimited and you know to to see them flying i was i was very impressed with the whole lot of them really i mean everyone everyone flew really well but aj in particular he he flew really well i mean he was placed in the in the known um um I, I thought that was, uh, you know, really nicely done. Um, yeah. and, and was, was quite proud to see them 
you know, flying to that level. And, and Jim too, you know, I, I went up to him at one point and I'm like, Hey, yeah, Jim congratulations. Flew really well. um, you, you know, you've graduated to, um, you know, serious unlimited pilot. Uh, you know, been a while since I'd seen him fly too, but he's, he's come a long way. So yeah. it's, uh, it's great to see everybody flying, you know, quite well. I mean, everyone was. Yeah. So. It's nice to see, uh, at, I mean, it's, it's not what it, the unlimited field, I don't think is what it used to be, you know, say 15 years ago or 20 years ago, but I think it's getting there. I think a lot of people are moving into unlimited and, you know, it's got, I, I don't know if this might, this might be wrong, but it's going to take a while for, for whoever's moving into unlimited to really get super competitive, but it's nice to see a, a decent field in it, you know, cause it used to be like, like when you showed up to nationals, it was you, you and Rob and Goody wasn't even there. Right. You know, yeah, no, so it's I, like, back in 2008, my first unlimited contest, I, I don't remember how many, but that, I think there was over 20 unlimited pilots trying out for that team. Yeah. Wow. Um, what year did you win nationals and unlimited? I was the very last pilot to win that category since Rob. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was 2010. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. yeah he's like a freak of nature oh yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's awesome to watch him fly it's getting it's crazy cool. though the, with the unlimited sequence um because i just heard something from siva the siva world that castor wants to put in like all these like crazy other figures and like you know i'm just starting to dabble in unlimited now and i'm like damn it like by the time i'm actually competitive they're just going to add more stuff and it's like getting dropped back down to like a white belt what are you hearing? Is what's he, what's like, he trying what to add? Stuff? I think he's adding like um, multiple. F- I, it was something with the with the rotation on a forty five. I forget, but it's like different type of snap roll combinations, yeah, or something like that. And I'm like, you know, just because Steph, it's like if Steph, because Steph Curry can hit a three pointer from half court, doesn't mean they should move the three point line to the half court line. <laughs> There's still people that. Like, <laughs> It can't hit a three pointer, you know. Right, dude. Castor's bored. Okay, but um, he's yeah. bored. I know, but like, I <laughs> I suck, and like, it's just like making it that much more difficult. Well, the you know the tail slide with the snap roll before it was was new this time, and yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It, it's the only figure I would at nationals. It's the only figure that I would take back. Um, what do you mean redo? Well, if I had to get to redo one figure at nationals oh, this yeah. year, it would have been that one. Cause I didn't do it very well. <laughs> well, what did you, what was your trading like before this year's nationals? Did, did you get more than five flights? In? <laughs> I, you know, I did. So this, this year, yeah, I took, I, you know, I, I started, um, um, the year this spring, you know, trying to get back into air show flying with the yak. And, and then I had a uh, conversation with Karen who owns, um, seven, three kilo golf. We call it prime talent. And I'm, I know <laughs> that's a whole story. It's a cool story. I'll tell it, uh, if we have time, but, um, uh, Karen indicated that, you know, it may be time to sell the airplane. And that was really the, the driver behind wanting to do nationals this year. Yeah. And, uh, if I'm going to do it, I mean, last time I went just to see if there was any spark in 19, yeah. And really didn't have any business being there. But and and I didn't. I didn't have that. I didn't leave there going, shit, yeah, man, I can't wait for next year. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it yeah. just wasn't there. And then this year when when Karen told me that, you know, I'm like, okay, well, 
let me let me see if I can you know dig deep and and get some connection with Klein going because I I felt like I needed that yeah to, to continue on you know he it was his airplane he and I you know flew it together at nationals um, you know he was he was there every step of the way yeah. Uh, all the way back from, to 2003 when I started. Are you craziness. are you the only person training at your? Because like at my airport, I'm pretty much the only, or in my area, I'm pretty much the only person doing competition aerobatics. So it's hard sometimes for me to get motivated when you're the only one. Is that kind of something that you're running into as well? No, Elias, um, Elias Corey, he's he's Elias at my Corey's airport. There, yeah. Oh, cool. There's, and you know, there's a couple other airplanes there that that are flying. So now um, we can usually drum up. Uh, enough people to to do some flying there's lots of people nearby too there are yeah it seems to be so, a, a hotbed i t- you know and i tried so when i was trying to get the gang back together if you will you know i'm trying to 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 look through some old stuff you know trying to get a, a client vibe going i also tried to get uh, mike stevenson uh fired up to to come out and train because he, he was a he was my trainer since the very beginning uh he he wasn't a coach like a sergey but he's a, an incredible judge and he knew every time when it wasn't right. And for me to have that extra time to figure it out, he, he would say, no, that wasn't right. And I would do it again and keep doing it until, until he liked it. And that's the way yeah. I trained for 10 years. And, um, he, he just, I couldn't get him reengaged. So I was a little disappointed. I, I couldn't get Mike back to come out and watch me. I figured I'd, that would help spark the magic. And, um, but I got back in the airplane and, and started flying it and realized what an ass kicking airplane it is. Yeah. Holy crap. You know, the first week I was just, I was a mess. Um, and, and, uh, c- continued flying, um, total. I, I, I have about 35 practice flights this year before national. So, uh, you know, felt good to, you know, just get That's solid in the, in the airplane, get G'd up again. And, and really by the time I got to the week before nationals. I was feeling really good. In fact, I was feeling so good that on Saturday before nationals, I went out and, and hit it all the way hard. And that wow. turned out to be a bad decision. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me, I'm just trying to get some like a uh, uh, relative information. So you did 35 flights before this year's nationals when you were competing, uh, I would say, I, that that time was probably the top of your game when you were in Silverstone. How many flights did you do before Silverstone, including um, like that for that the year? Airplane, the airplane had twenty five hours on it when I went to Silverstone. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't know it was that new. I forgot. Yeah. So that I I trained in Germany. Um, there we were. We, you know, they. Uh, let's see. It was fourteen, right? Well, no, Silverstone was, was Oh nine. Oh, wow. so you, so that was, that was where the whole thing started for me was Silverstone. Um, and that, that's a cool story. I mean, I don't know what, what you guys want to talk about as far as uh, cool stories, but you know, everything it almost feels like we need to start, you know, uh, we're, somewhere we're ADD. To, to get some, <laughs> some, uh, some more context, but you know, I ended up with the, um, with the extra flying the extra because the Sukhoi that I was flying, uh, was crashed. Oh, you were flying a 31 M the blue and yellow one. No, I was flying a 31 M with the extraction seat, but the extraction seat was pulled out It was a black and yellow airplane. Um, wasn't, 
wasn't around for very long. Uh, it was crashed in 2008. Yeah, it, that's a, a great line. story too. Yeah, and it flew around for a little. <laughs> yeah. <again. laughs> yeah. Do you, you know that story? Yeah. No. Well, what is the story on that one? You is never that heard the one this where one? The, the stick broke. Is that the stick breaking one? No. No. <laughs> no. There, well, there's a part of the story that 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 I'm gonna leave out. But the 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 heart of the story is that they're playing. I was there. I mean, I was right behind in a you know what was i flying like a saratoga or something we were out for a training camp with sergey um in tulsa and we were going to this little grass field and and he was he was flying right in front of me in the sukhoi i was on base leg and we knew there was power lines but he he was distracted by another issue um and and lost sight of the power line and, and flew through it and <laughs> oh, made shit. a go around made a go around too <laughs> and i and i pulled up next to him I, I i mean he called mayday uh goes around and i pulled up next to him to see you know if i could see anything um wrong with the airplane and i couldn't see anything that was uh, out of the ordinary and uh so he he continued around and then and came down and made a landing and pulled off the side i made a, uh, a landing there and what the damage to the airplane was absolutely incredible. The um, one blade of the prop was missing about a third of it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And, and oh the my wing, God. The power line went through the left wing about four feet from the root. And it, it left a hole wide enough. You could put your head in <laughs> to the wing and it, and it ripped out the, the main spar completely except for the, the spar cap at the top. And it damaged um, probably 75% of the rear spar. So you could stand Whoa. at the main tip of the wing and push the wing up and down like a foot. Oh, my God. Where it was broken. <laughs> it did not come off. Oh I don't my know God. how I mean, it didn't come off, but it, I mean, that's a testament to that Sukhoi wing, I yeah. can tell you that. And he went around. I was just going to say. <laughs> he, he went around and, and came all the way back and made a landing. That's crazy. He said it was so because it was so out of balance. He couldn't he couldn't see clearly because <laughs> it was shaking so badly. Um, how he got it back around on the ground was was pretty incredible. Yeah. Anyways, this this happened on Sunday, right before nationals in two thousand eight, and it was going to be my first unlimited. I I just got into the Sukhoi. Klein bought the uh, the Sukhoi, so it, that airplane wasn't mine either. Klein owned that airplane. And I had to make that phone call to client. I'm like, everyone's all right, but your airplane is dead. Yeah. Um, was a, a tough call to make. Um, especially that year was a bad year for us. I, um, we had, we had put a brand new prop on his extra. So I was flying his extra 300 L, um, that the advanced championship. I won that in his airplane in what was that? 2007. And then 2008, I wanted to move up to, you know, unlimited and, and so Klein and I started talking and we found the Sukhoi 31M um, and, and he bought that. So I started training the airplane and he was down in Coolidge. That's what we were training. We did a lot of training in Coolidge. So we had the extra there and through my sponsorship with MT Prop, I had organized a brand new prop for his airplane. Nice. And, and we put it on. I did a test flight. He's there. The Sukhoi's there. And Nikolai is there. We're going to do a training camp with Nick. 
and they, I'm in this, I'm in a circle. I get ready to go for my, my flight and I'm watching and I had just flown the extra. So the, the engine was hot and I see a cleanse over there doing a hot start and cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking. Couldn't get it. And when it, when it fired off, he was doing a, at that time, a flooded start, as you can imagine, throttles all the way up. Yeah. And, um, and when it fired, I've never seen anything like it. It went to 100.0% power immediately. Oh my God. It went up on the nose and the prop went into a million pieces all over the ramp. Um, brand new prop. <laughs> it brand had, new. It had 20 minutes on it. <laughs> oh, shit. Not to mention the engine was, you know, very low time, like 100 hours on the engine. Anyways, it led to another brand new prop and another, you know, engine overhaul. <laughs> and obviously, the client wasn't too too impressed with himself on that. Uh, but we continued the camp. And yeah. this is, again, this is 2008. We continued the camp. We're, now we're both flying the Sukhoi. And, and uh, I'm doing a start in the Sukhoi and, and start it on fire. So... I can tell you how, how quickly I can get out of an airplane when there's something going wrong. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever imagine, you know, hey, what am I going to do when, when something happens in flight? Are you going to be able to get out of here? I can <laughs> tell you, I was, I was out of the airplane and putting, grabbing the fire extinguisher before Klein even reacted. And he was standing <laughs> wow. right there. <laughs> oh, cause you, wow. you ran, you ran out of air. I ran out of air. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, and there was, smoke and flames and so i'm like oh shit and so yeah, the headset came up the canopy came open the seat belts were off and i was on the fire extinguisher put the fire out and it turns out there's there's a collector when it when you shut down the m14 it it bleeds some fuel and that fuel then goes through a drain well the drain was elevated in the wrong kind of manner and that fuel was collecting in, oh geez in this drain and so uh when it when it backfired it started that fuel and and it you know it lit yeah, and so and you, you it, can't keep cranking <laughs> yeah you're out of air so it's like well that's oh. and, and and when i was cranking then it dumped more fuel into the thing uh, yeah. when I stopped cranking <laughs> so, oh what a mess um so then so yeah you know, we continue the the camp this is kind of a fun story because then we have uh daniel rifa you know him from sweden yeah he's awesome uh, he's oh yeah amazing. i love daniel he's one of my favorites uh, he was there at the camp because we'd, we'd flown together ever since I was in Sweden in, in 2004. Uh, great guy. You know, I've been over there many times to see them, him and Joachim. Uh, but uh, he's, so he's flying Jeff uh, somebody from Texas uh, with the Yak 55. Do you guys know? Oh, I, it's on doctor, my tongue. I think. I doctor maybe. I don't remember uh, last name. Anyways, he mm. rented their plane from him. And so he's on a downline doing a snap roll. And when he, when he recovers or he's trying to recover from that. It was kind of cold in Coolidge and, and his sleeve from his coat caught his seatbelt. And he's, he's doing a, like a negative thing on the downline. And now he's crushed up into the canopy, uh, <laughs> vertical down. And <laughs> that is I don't know how he recovered. Body. It was a scary shit, man. I was watching it and he recovered and landed and we, you know, we were like, holy crap, dude. He's like, yeah, I don't know how I was able to manage that because he was getting thrown into the canopy. It's a good thing he didn't get thrown out. Yeah. But he, you know, so he landed. So now we got three strikes against us, right? It's the same. Con um, like the uh, bad news bears. 
<laughs> yeah. And so now we're all just sitting there. It's the last day of the camp. We're we're just briefing. It's it's kind of cool in the morning. And and here comes the brief a is how to survive. <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a Mooney coming on final. And we're all just watching this. He's got the gear up and makes a perfect gear up landing right on the center of the runway. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a sign from <laughs> and God. Nick's, and Nick's like, you know, uh, this camp is over. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Jeff, got- we're we're done. I got to tell you something. When you're when you say you do not exaggerate when you're like, you know, that year was a bad year for us. I had no idea that this was coming. <laughs> Dude, that's that's just the the appetizer. Wait to for the main course. Hear that right, kids, get into aerobatics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought you didn't have enough money for aerobatics, listen to this. <laughs> Am I scaring everybody off? Gonna- <laughs> no, they love it. This is going to make, trust me, this is going to make people want to do it more. Where can I get a super so, and light it on fire? <laughs> so let's, uh, let's fast forward, okay? So now we get the new prop, we get the overhauled engine. And so I'm, I'm flying both airplanes back and forth. I, I mean, I used to bring this, the, my Yak, so the Yak 55, the red side of the Yak 110. I've owned that airplane <laughs> since 2004. But I used to bring the Yak 55 and the extra 300L to the, to the contest. I'd fly the Yak in Unlimited and the extra in Advanced. Oh, my God. That's wow. awesome. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, I mean, people always ask, why, well, it seemed like it should be the other way around. Um, you know, the Yak in that's and too easy. And uh, well, no, the yak actually the yak the is yak's probably much better in better. the box. Yeah. It's, well, no, it's a much better unlimited aerobatic airplane than the three hundred L. I would have never um, guessed that. If if you know how to fly one, you have to know how to fly it. But imagine, so there. I, I always say this um, this sequence. These there's two figures that are three figures in a row that I flew at a a regional contest at Tequila Cup. The figure was first figure is an Immelman up with a, a snap roll and a four point at the a four of eight at the top into a one turn outside roller, 180 degrees. Ooh. And then it's a push up to vertical with a two of four, <laughs> then yeah, right. layout, then layout to inverted. Oh, yeah, that's doable. Not <laughs> imagine. Imagine the extra three hundred. Where do you get the energy when you when you pushed up after the implement up the roller and then you pushed to vertical? Imagine an extra three hundred L. It <laughs> wouldn't even get to the vertical line, much less no. the two or four, and then cap off. And the yeah, pulling that thing out right you just, away. You just push it up to a four, <laughs> and then just get the nose kind of pointed off vertical and track to yourself right around. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a beast. I love it. I love that you oh. brought two airplanes, flew two categories to a contest and all the shit. And Mark can't even bring himself to just show up and do boundary judging at one. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, come on, man. Well, now, no, I, dude, bringing two airplanes to a contest is such big dick energy. I, I, how do I, what do I even do here? Now I got to <laughs> find another airplane to bring. <laughs> 152 Aerobat. Yeah. Bring an air, Aerobat in the mid wing. <laughs> God, that's badass. <laughs> I so, know. So now I'm fine, but but I kept the Yak, but we got a Sukhoi now. So we're flying the Sukhoi and the Extra. And I, I was on the advanced team going to the World Championships in Pendleton. 
Nice. Um, we had our home uh, home field advantage, and I'd just come off of a win of the Nationals, and you know I was flying the shit out of the extra three hundred L. There was no question, you know that I that I would have been very competitive there. Um, but Fourth of July weekend, we we're like, I'm going to just take a little break because we've been training really hard. So we go out to the lake uh, with some friends out to Lake Havasu, and Fourth of July, I break my ankle. Wake, wakeboard. Oh no! Yeah, and this is three who weeks. Was, wait, who the was driving? Rob Holland was driving the boat. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's all a conspiracy. That's when it started. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. So I'm in a cast. I'm, you know, um, I had a surgery on my foot. I really messed it up badly, um, and I was in it in a cast. And I, I called the, the FAA, my FISDO, and I said, here's what I want to do. I want to you know, fly this contest, and I, I'm, I've been practicing. I can taxi it around. I'm sure I can fly it, no problem, with this cast on. And, and they, <laughs> they just started laughing at me. It's so like, ridiculous. Yeah, no. By the time we get through all this paperwork, that contest is going to be over. And your uh. cast will probably be long gone. So just deal with it. And so I, I got to go to the... Um, to the, uh, the the advanced championship, but I was hobbling around on crutches in a cast. There needs to be um, like an asterisk next to your name for that contest. Yeah, sucked. <laughs> um, anyway, so now you can fast forward to the Sukhoi going through the power lines. That was <laughs> that was um, when that September, right? So July. Uh, I'm in the cast until. Um, just before national, like September, first week in September, I get the cast off and I'm now I'm in a boot, but my foot is, you can imagine it's still pretty messed up, but I'm getting in the Suko. I'm going to train. I'm going to, and I'm going to try and try out for my first unlimited team. And this was kind of interesting because I started doing left rotor snap rolls in a Suko because my right foot was no good. Um, <laughs> So I, so I got to learn how to do left and, and right snap rolls in the Sukhoi. Um, and then we go out uh, to that training camp with Sergey the weekend before their plane crashes. And now we can get caught up to on Monday, client, you know, so I, I, I go, client, I think the aviation gods may be telling us something here. Um, you know, we got the prop, <laughs> okay, we dude. got the fire, we got the, you know, the, uh, the broken ankle, and now we got a broken Sukhoi. Russian says, airplanes no. are terrible is the general consensus here. <laughs> well, uh, I, I disagree with that considering I'm still <laughs> flying one of those. Um, You're flying actively. technically two of them. Two of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you put two of them together, then it's okay. Yeah, are you able to log yeah, twice the amount of time? You know, because you can like every hour <laughs> should count as two at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny like or every flight is like two hours of a piston one hour jet, <laughs> jet yeah because I, I i need to add more time into my logbook yeah. for sure all those kids out there yeah. looking to build yeah. time for the airlines this is this what is you gotta do <laughs> good time builder you engineer and design and put together two airplanes and then slap a jet engine on it yeah so it's multi but, everything it's tailwheel times two and Here, jet time here's the problem it's not it's not multi-turbine time it's multi and turbine time so right. how does that work? <laughs> that's, a, that's a separate <laughs> column. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool column to have. Yeah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. You petition the uh, 
uh, aircraft spruce to make a logbook for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need a custom logbook for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or just say it to the insurance companies and see what they see how they reply. Like, what do you mean my rate is this much money? I have this, I have a hundred hours of, of, I don't even know what they're calling. <laughs> oh, you should have seen the insurance companies with the yak. They're like, you did what? And you want to do what? I was and just going to ask you that. want us to do what? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you guys even have insurance. <laughs> no, honestly, I was going to, I was going to ask like, not, not that you'd have to say a number, but I, I would imagine the scope of getting that thing insured was not easy. No, <laughs> that was, that was one of the hardest parts of the whole deal. And that, believe, yeah, getting I, the, the first, getting the first air show and getting it insured with the, the two hardest things, because you can imagine you go to an air show and say, we want to come and do, um, fly the airplane. Like you have a, what, <laughs> um, you know, if you say you have a jet walker, that's one thing. Cause well, the jet walker has been around since 1999. Um, yeah, yeah. and now that, you know, the new one, uh, since 2014, people know that airplane, they understand it. But when you take two Russian Yak 55s, put them together, put a jet engine on it. This is, it's way out there. People were yeah. were quite concerned. Um, I think that the Yak one, the Yak one ten, and I've said this before, is the only airplane that I would travel to go see at an air show. At this point in time, it's so wow, that's, cool. That's something I appreciate. That yeah, because um, it's just doing stuff that you. It's well, you're doing stuff with it, and it's amazing. Like when you fly it, like you're not doing like not taking away from somebody because I couldn't do anything that anybody else is doing, but like. You're flying it to a competition level. Like some, I think Sammy was talking I about see, it. <laughs> yeah. No, I would love to see you do a contest in it. Oh, and just steal the four minute free. I would love that. Well, and that's it'd be amazing. Um, that's that's on the docket. Yeah. Um and then give Rob Oh my god. Give, yes. give Rob Holland a wakeboard in return. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, yeah, there's like you want to go for a ride? <laughs> Here's a kiteboarding kit. This is and, how um, this is how we stop Rob from winning nationals. Just take him wakeboarding, <laughs> and then Jeff Jeff can what wear was I like thinking all these years. I should have thought of this yeah. earlier. Jeff could wear those like be the boat driver, but he's going to wear those glasses with the nose and the eyebrows. <laughs> like who's driving? Oh, Bob is. No, Buck's driving. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh man. So as an act, like were you having to kind of. Uh, put yourself out there to be known before you could even start charging what you would want to charge for an air show. I mean, almost like, you know, kind of how do you get, how do you get the act out there? So people know it. So then people book it kind of problem to solve. It was, yeah, it was, uh, well, that was a, uh, a problem at the beginning. We, so we, the, their plane Dell put it together there in, in Caldwell, Idaho, just outside of Boise. And when we had it ready to fly, we were targeting the mountain home air show because it was right there in Boise and it, it just made sense. And when we told them what we were going to do and what we had, they, they were afraid They you know, nobody wants to have safety is number one, right? So you, you think of an air show uh, venue, do they want to be the Guinea pig on bringing in a very unusual airplane? Uh, no, they yeah. didn't want that. I mean, it was, it was uh, very clear that they didn't want that. So it took a very large effort. We invited people to come out and look at their plane and watch their plane. We had a lot of people champing for us. 
and they knew who I was, you know, who I am. They, they've seen me flying the, the jet walker. They understand that, you know, I'm not the problem. It's just that there's a very strange airplane. And, and even the FAA, when it came to signing the airplane off, this was kind of cool because he, he came out the first time Al did. And he looked at it. He said, after examining it for like 15 minutes, he said, well, where's all the complicated stuff? Ooh. And it's like, well, you know, really it's not. I mean, there's, there's six bolts that hold that center section to the two fuselage. There's an upper, an upper and lower uh, main spar bolt and one rear spar bolt. So you take the three bolts out on, on each fuselage, take the left wing off one, the right on, on the other, build that center section and put those bolts back in and you have a Yak-110. The elevators in the back are all just connected as one. The aileron just uses the same Russian push tube all the way through. With We, we put an idler and, and a connector push tube, so the ailerons are done. And then we took two push-pull cables uh, from this set of rudder pedals to that set of rudder pedals. Yeah, just slaving it. Anyway, I mean, Dell, Dell would say, you know, every time there was what we thought would be something complicated, there was an easy solution and it was easier than we considered it to be. Did you ever um, consider doing it with Sukhois instead of the Yaks or is that just because you... No, you couldn't do it with a Sukhoi. Um, I mean, like I said, with the, with the wing set up on this airplane... The wing probably because, is too complicated, yeah. Well, yeah, because this one's just bolted on. Ah, gotcha. To do this with an airplane where it's a one-piece wing would require an entire new wing from wingtip to wingtip. Gotcha. Whereas this one, all we did, I mean, literally, we just took out six bolts and bolted the center section. <laughs> That's awesome. What was the I mean, hardest part of, of designing the Yak 110 or, or, or I guess not designing, but building it? Um, what was the hardest challenge yeah, like, that you guys what, had? What did you run into? I, well, I didn't run into much problem at all because I was down in Phoenix and doing my regular life and, and Dell <laughs> Del and Ben were... were uh, slaving away trying to get their plane together. So you'd have to ask Dell, you know, about that. And um, yeah, I'm sure he would have a lot to say about, you know, specific things with the uh, airplane build. I I, I mean, I was there for a lot of it um, and, you know, got my hands dirty a couple of times, but it was, I I was not very involved with the build part of it. Now that, now that this, the Yak 110 has been around, not around too long, but it's, it's kind of proven itself. Um, are you guys going to start going after like a title sponsorship or are you going to leak? Cause it's pretty cool that the planes are different colors because it really shows that it is two airplanes, which I think is awesome. But are there yeah. t- title sponsorship aspirations with you guys or something like that? Well, yeah, sure. It'd be great to be paid to, to do this. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a, it's a great hobby. Um, and we, you know, we charge a performer fee and we, we charge a, a healthy performer fee. Um, because we don't have any sponsors that, that help out with the financials and we have great sponsors. Um, we can get to that a little bit later, but, um, to have a, uh, a title sponsor on their plane would be fantastic. Yeah. I think it's, it's getting time now. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, you know, even from the beginning, they're just a little bit afraid of it. They don't yeah. know what to expect, but now it, it's very well proven and there there's, there's really no issues with the airplane. And, and like you said, having them painted differently was, was my idea that I want it to absolutely look like two different airplanes. Yeah. So we changed the wing. Um, we took the best parts of each wing design and combined it so that the wing is uniform 
um, top and bottom, it looks like one paint job. And then uh, left the fuselage, it, every sticker, every everything that's on the fuselage was there when they were separate airplanes. That's awesome. we, we didn't change anything on the fuselages. Um, so that that's really cool. Um, but I mean, you can imagine a title sponsor, like you have Budweiser on one side and Bud Light on the other, uh, <laughs> That'd be awesome. you know, uh, stuff like that, where you could, you, you, there, there's somewhere you could still paint it two different ways. Yeah. For the, well, how's the this not a red, how does Red Bull not just slap every thing that they make <laughs> all over that airplane? You know, I, that this, well, this screams yeah. Red Bull or something. Oh yeah, no. I, I think it's there's so many cool things. Double double your pleasure with double mint gum. Uh, <laughs> that is, uh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Monster <laughs> energy. It's a monster airplane. I mean, no, it, there's, that's there's, my that's there's my so many uh, cool cool uh, <laughs> sponsors that that I think would be you know fun to engage with. But um, but so far, yeah, we we haven't really you know pounded any of those doors because you know we don't. We don't need to. And my, my partner, Chad Barty, a great guy, used to own the blue side, if you guys know the story a little bit. But he he owned the blue side of the airplane and um, is our, our partner. So Dell and, and Chad and I are partners in the airplane. And and he put up the money, fortunately, to have this thing um, put together. And, you know, he, he doesn't care to do that. I mean, he, he wouldn't mind if there's some money to, you know, involved. But... It's it's fun for us. Like we go to Buckeye Air Show, a tiny little air show um, in, in Arizona in February, and we can we can take the airplane there. They they come up with the money to pay us, um, and we we're not worried about a, a big title sponsor would never go to this show. Right. They, I mean, they would they would say, "Well, yeah, no, the we're not paying driving you to you. go to that." Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we can go wherever we want, whenever we want. Um, and do it like we want to do it right now. So that, that is free. That's how we've been up till now. But you know, it's getting to the point where to find a title sponsor. I think it would be cool. It's time, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that airplane's prime, uh, prime for a, a major sponsor. I mean, it's such a, yeah. it's the most unique, arguably the most unique airplane in the airshow circuit. Which is, I'm sure, why you, why you did it. Is that is that kind of was that the idea? Is just to make the the craziest thing on the airshow circuit? No, not at all. I mean, I. I, um, I, I saw my yak sitting by another yak in a, in a way that looked like one airplane. And I'm like, okay, I've got an idea. <laughs> okay. And, and, uh, and, to, and to put a jet engine on it just made sense. I mean, that was, of course, you know, Jimmy, you know, pioneered that. And, um, you guys were there, but probably there. I mean, it seems like 1999 Oshkosh was a turning point in my life. I just, when, when I watched that, I, 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 I was just crying with laughter and, and, you know, to have, to have that airplane debut there was, was just fantastic. It changed my life. And if you would have told me then, Hey, you know, someday you're going to be flying a jet walker at Oshkosh or that you'd be coming up with a new idea and flying that at Oshkosh, I would have said, mm, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't even a competition pilot at that point. That was a great air show in 99 Oshkosh. What a dream. Wayne Hanley was there too. And I, yeah. that was to, yep. to this Never day, um, I haven't seen the Jet Waco live, but uh, I mean the, uh, the Jack 110 live, but the Turbo Raven to me, that was an, one of the most incredible acts I've ever seen. What do you it was cool. Yeah. yeah. To see an airplane hover um, and then climb out is, is yeah. it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, and the, yeah. And the Yak110 does it really well. It's got, <laughs> I, I've just got so much power. And we, and we only run that engine at uh, 99%. Imagine just bumping up to power a little bit on that or putting you know the 400 horsepower M14s on the Yak. Oh, yeah, we haven't done anything like that because we don't need it. Are they this yeah, 360s, huh? Yeah. Jeez. And old that the the engine that's on the left side is the original motor that was on that airplane when I when I got it. Jeez. Oh, so wow. is is would you say Jimmy Franklin is is one of your aerobatic heroes then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no he was a huge inspiration. That's really uh, cool. I mean, I, I my first Oshkosh. I was I was seven years old. That's that's how I. You know my my life was formed at that day. That's when I so watched, cool. Uh, Art Scholl and and those guys. Um, I, I knew then this God, is the legends. This is what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, Leo, you know, the same, you know, Charlie Hillard, you know, the, these guys, uh, you just watched them for so many years. I mean, I, I, this, this year was my, I think 36th year at Oshkosh. So I've been there, you know, many, many times. Oh my and, God. And this, you know, and, and to get the opportunity to fly it. So I've flown my extra there and then, uh, um, the Waco and now the Yak 110. So I've flown three different air, airplanes at Oshkosh. And it, I mean, it's just pinch me. Is this yeah. for real? Cause it's, yeah, especially the airplanes that I've flown there that, you know, the Waco and the, in the Yak, it's, it's just ridiculous. And to have that opportunity from John Clatt, you know, to, to, to get to fly the airplane, it was, it was damn cool. Yeah. He really, I, I miss John Clatt. Not that I know, I don't know him, but like the way he, um, had his sponsorships, you know, getting them together yeah. and, and doing it. He really, um, he, he, I don't want to say sucked the bar, but, um, it was, he brought a lot to an air show, you know? Oh yeah. What well, can you imagine? I mean, I think I mean, some will, will correct me, I'm sure, but I can't think of anybody that's had two, um, two fully sponsored air show acts going at the same time. Yeah. Cause we had the air national guard, um, program and, uh, Jack Link's program. Yep, and Jack simultaneously. Link's. Yeah, four That's, four yep. airplanes, right? Or well, plus the transports. Yeah, well, we had. I mean, the the Waco goes around the trailer, and then he had a an extra three hundred L in that program. Then he had the MX and the extra three hundred L in the Air National Guard program, and they had the yeah. Bonanza that you know Tim Jarvis would fly around. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, it was sick. So, so we that had was red a team oh. and blue team, and you know, I was <laughs> I was red team with Dell. And John was a uh, you know, blue team with uh, Ben and, and, and Mike and, you know, a few other guys, you know, helping out here and there, but it was, it was quite a production and to pull yeah. all that off. Uh, I mean, he's a magician. Yeah. When it comes to, well, that's to a legit business at that point. I mean, the, the logistics oh, yeah. of, of, of managing that um, is, is highly impressive. I don't think anybody's ever done close to that um, in terms of scope in an air show like that. I mean, I four think airplanes, five Gull airplanes. Yeah, not even close, but I think Gullion is is somewhat, you know, with the uh, the eighteen wheeler and the. Uh, I'm surprised Gullion doesn't have a two place right. Like, um, I guess he just does. I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a perfectly good reason for it. Um, because he seems like he'd be fun to get to go for a press ride with. You know, the good old. I'm Don. surprised he doesn't. I would go. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't he doesn't have a two ship that comes along for media flights. Um, yeah, that was. I mean, I guess I don't know if that's coming back or or is still a thing. But like, I, I mean, I know Whiskus used to bring an S two C around. Um, Holland had an extra that would uh, go around. Yeah. Um, a lot of people had two airplanes that kind of 
followed. I mean, I remember, you know, I got the or the the opportunity and 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 privilege, I guess, to fly the 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 two seat Toyota Motorsports 300L for a long time, um, which was the that airplane's role, right? The backup and the media plane. But it doesn't seem like people that that have a single seat bring a two seat airplane for media flights uh, as much anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's me. But it doesn't seem like it. Do you, do, yeah, yeah, I think you're do you, right. I do mean, you still keep in touch part. with uh, Clat? Yeah, yeah. I just talked to him the other day. He, I've got a 152. I think he's going to um, do some flying with his with his kid Danny, who's trying to get his private pilot license. So he has a place down there in Arizona, and we'll, um, you know, hopefully he'll we'll get him checked out on a 152 here soon. <laughs> Please tell me it's an Aerobat. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to buy an Aerobat. In fact, uh, you know, we found one that we liked and we were about to pull the trigger and, and he said he had already had an offer. And, and um, so we bought this one. And then a week later, he calls us back. Hey, that one fell through. And it's like, well, we, we've already we've already got one. But we, we have a beautiful airplane. It's got 2,500 hours total time on it with 400 on the engine. And, um, it's all new paint interior. It's a beautiful airplane. I, Oh, nice. I enjoy it. I, I've got a thousand hours in 152s at the University of North Dakota. That's what I, you know, I learned to fly and I was going to have one one day and yeah, UND. And yeah. Um, I was going to ask you um, which college you want to win, UND or MSU, but obviously it's UND. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go UND. <laughs> Mike, Mike's doing <laughs> such a great job up there. I just saw him. I mean, they, um, they inducted me into the hall of fame up there at the UND aerospace program. And I was oh, just, congrats. There. um, oh, yeah, congrats. Thanks, man. It, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it is pretty cool. You know, I, I, I didn't really think much of it until I got there. And then I, I was listening to the, you know, the accolades of the people that were also inducted. I'm like, Holy crap, man, this, this is some <laughs> serious people in here. <laughs> and I was fourth to go in my speech. I was like, Whoa, man, you guys set the bar really high. Let me tell you all a story about a training camp with Nikolai. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was quite an honor. Mike gave us a, you know, a real nice personal tour of the place. I hadn't been back for a while. Um, actually, I, I stopped in there on the, my first venture out to AirVenture uh, with the Yak-110. So I stopped in there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the kids must have enjoyed through. that. Oh yeah, it was cool. We we put it in the hangar, and everybody came out. And yeah, you know, it's fun to to talk about the yak when you're sitting on it or standing on it because it's it's just <laughs> such a beast. You you just sit up there, and you know it's a nice little podium. Everyone came around. I told them about the airplane and a bunch of questions, and then and we brought a ladder around to the back so everyone could come and sit in the airplane. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. Were you the first person cool. to, to do the uh, first flight on it? Uh, no, actually, we hired uh, Len Fox, who is the same guy that we worked with, with the jet Walker program. So we were comfortable with him. And, you know, again, to, to have such a strange airplane, you want to do as much as you can to make everybody feel like we've done everything necessary. We hired Eddie Sarvin sure. to do all the engineering on their plane with Dell's uh, input. Yeah, they, great. they came up with a, with a great plan. And, and then, you know, we hired, um, Al, um, was the DAR who signed the thing off and, and then we we hired Len Fox to come out and do the first test flight. And it was it was kind of funny because he's there, you know, they're looking at it, they're scrutinizing, you know, both Al and and Len, you know, they they're they're looking their plane over. And one one of the things that they were mo most people were concerned about was the landing gear and how this thing would perform uh, takeoff and landing with all you know six six wheels. 
And it was funny because Dell like and a, I, we had like this. An <laughs> we had this. We had this dolly that we had cut in half and we fashioned it together and then put little tail wheels. So it had, imagine this thing that looks like a frame of a, a, of a Yak 110 with just the wheels. So we have four main wheels and then we put these little casters on the back. And Dell and I each sat on one side of it. And then I had my brother pushing us around. <laughs> good old... We took a little video. We sent it to Eddie and Lynn. It's like, see, it's going to work just fine. Good old Arkansas. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Arkansas engineering right possibly there. go wrong? <laughs> I'll send you that little picture too. It's hilarious. But we, so we, uh, we sat there all day long. I'm I'm ready for it to fly, right? I'm like, come on, man, let's go, let's go. And Len says, well, because of the landing gear and this, we, we're going to wait until the wind is sustained at five knots or less. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to wait. So we did. We waited all frigging day long. It was like six o'clock at night before the winds finally stabilized um, below five knots. And he went out and he flew. Um, and he continued to fly. It was like a 20 minute flight, which was good news. I mean, on a test flight, if it comes right back, you know, it probably didn't go so well. Yeah. Um, but he flew it for 20 minutes, came back and he looked at me and he's like, Jeff, you really have something here. And as far as the ground handling, um, no issue at all. Wow. Uh, which I, I, I mean, I, I've got a lot of time in the Yak 55 and I, I, that landing gear is just so forgiving. I just figured, you know, putting two of them side by side, wasn't really going to change that much. And it hasn't, I mean, I've landed that airplane with a 40 gusting 40 knots straight across the runway. Would you, would you use to, um, to, I guess, uh, set the landing gear straight. What do you call that? To, um, I guess, uh, like toe in or toe out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, 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 we didn't change anything on the landing gear. You just mounted it back on and it was like, well, fuck it. <laughs> Let's see if it no, we didn't, we didn't even take it off. The, the gear just, I mean, they're, Oh my they're God. That's awesome. In. Yeah. Not as long as go. the airplanes are straight and bolted together straight, then the gear should be, uh, right. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. The, the gear works great. Um, well, I guess you could tell from where too, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we, the tires don't wear, I mean, the brakes don't wear. We, we have pretty specialized, well, because it you don't need much braking because airplane's pretty heavy on the ground. It you know it stops pretty good all by itself. But the uh, the brakes are a little bit different. So the in the inside brakes have less brake power than the outside brakes. So you can do differential braking to make turns. Um, but for the most part, we just use differential power. You know, we just push one power up and the other one. You know, to, sure. to make turns, we you know, we try not to use the brakes as much as possible just to save them. But um, yeah, that's it's got to cool. be. So, hey, Oh, yeah, sorry. Go. <laughs> so, so Len did the second flight. Um, I did the third flight. Len did the fourth flight. And he, you know, so he's got a total of like 40 minutes in the airplane now and, and signed off every one of his checklist items and was done with the flight test program after less than 45 minutes. Wow. And the only thing we did on those, on those five flights. So Dell flew the fifth flight and then, um, the only thing we did in that test test flight phase was just bend the aileron trim tabs <laughs> oh, to, to level out the aileron. Cause there's no manual. It's it's um, you have to go out to the little trim tab that's on the aileron and bend them to get it to fly straight. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing we did in the test. That's flight amazing. Program. That's impressive. Yeah. It was wow. really impressive. And if I'm mean, not, 
the, the first time I flew the airplane, if I would have had my air show card from when I was finding Yak 55 in the air shows, I could have dropped into the air show box and flew the air show. Oh my God. Day one. It was <laughs> like, no, it, it, minus the, the, the aileron rolls, because that took a little yeah. time to get used to. As you can imagine, you're rolling not now in the center of the roll, yeah, you're rolling axis. around <laughs> in, a, in a circle. So <laughs> that that takes a little bit of getting used to. I can tell you that. Well, and rolling to the and rolling to the left, you're negative. I mean, you're you're negative. Yeah, you're out. Yeah. It's outside. <laughs> yeah, you, that's it's, so bizarre. That's why you you'll see me rolling to the right most of the time. Not just because it's the act, but because I I found rolling hard to the left when you have that negative G pulling you out of the seat. It it's just too strange. Yeah, to re- to really make weird. nice rolls. Um, I roll to the right most of the time because then you have positive G going around. Um, and it just, it just feels a little bit better that way. Yeah. Is that- but it's not, not something you'd ever think about. It's like, okay, how are you going to handle positive and negative G's in an aileron roll? You don't have that thought until you've done it. And then you go, Whoa, shit. The first time I was doing rolling, Del Del was like, what was that? <laughs> so, but that's an aileron rolling. He said, Nope, try again. <laughs> Oh my god! Would you say that's the weirdest? Can you fly from either seat. Uh, when when we tested the airplane, if you look at early photos of the airplane versus what it is now, you'll see that the outside horizontals have been cut off, and the elevator on the outside has been cut off. But if you look at the first rendition, when before we put the jet engine on there, we had full length horizontal stabilizers and elevators. After the, when we put the jet on, we cut the horizontals at the middle hinge, cut the elevators and made it smaller so that the, the ratio between tail surface and wing surface were more like uh, an actual Yak-55. Plus, in order to get the fuselage into a container, we had to have something less than eight feet. So that was the other reason for cutting them off. Oh, jeez. But when we, when we started, um, we didn't cut them off and we had all the controls still in the right seat. And when we, um, that was another thing Len said, well, what, if you're going to cut them off, why not cut them off before we fly it? And I said, well, because if you get down from flight number one and say, well, this is total shit and it's not going to work. All we need to do is take those three bolts out of this side, the three bolts out of there, take center section out, put the wings back in and we can sell the airplanes. They're yeah. not been modified at that point. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> so once you cut the horizontal stabilizer off, th- that's different now because the uh, the way the Yak fifty five is, it's all integrated into the fuselage. It's all riveted together, and it's not like a like an extra where you can just you just the, unbolt the it, fin off, and yeah. unbolt it, and the horizontal comes off. And if you damage it, you put it back a uh, new one on. In the Yak fifty five, that's not possible. So oh, that makes uh, sense. That's why once we cut them. It was a done deal. You can't just put the wings back on. Even though I bet it would fly great <laughs> as a single airplane, you put the horizontal back on there, and I, I think it would work just fine. Uh, <laughs> with, you know, with the with the one side cut off. <laughs> oh my god, it's got to be so but, weird for you because you're you, you're you're in the airline industry and like you know you're flying along and like and just deal, you know having conversations with the co pilots and everything. Do you bring up the Yak One Ten? I mean, it's probably come up a couple times, but. They just have no clue like what else you're flying. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's not something I, you know, 
that I bring to the <laughs> forefront, but a lot of people that I fly with know, um, know of it. So everyone at, at Delta knows pretty much what I do there. So that's awesome. Uh, but you know, I, I don't, I don't talk about it much there at work. Yeah. yeah. When somebody wants to talk about it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I, I mean, I love talking about a Yak 110. Oh my God. It's that'd, a cool machine. Yeah. That'd be cool if the passengers what is, what, knew too. Oh, it, it, so, <laughs> yeah. I, Jeff doesn't understand, uh, um, I, uh, what is it? I guess, uh, mundane, um, <laughs> crew, uh, speak, right. You know, it's just like, Hey, where'd you commute in from? Oh, this, this is, a, is this a four day for you or they break up the trip? Oh, how, how many kids you got? You know, and it's just like that normal, you know, just like, uh, let's talk about the contract. But like, oh my gosh, to be able to get into like, you know, talking about air shows and aerobatics and flying the Yak 110, that would, that would fill up a lot of, a lot of time on the transcons. I imagine, <laughs> I imagine Jeff like oh, yeah. turning to his co-pilot and be like, what if we took the wings off a triple seven and... <laughs> <laughs> you put four M14Ps on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That's yeah, it's funny. A, I mean, it, it's a the fun thing about all my experiences like that is I've flown so many different types of airplanes, and I I like to just think outside the box when it comes to these things. I mean, I I love that I get these opportunities to fly such unusual aircraft. Yeah, it's um, it it fits me. That's well. cool. I mean, I I, I like that. Oh man, and this is, a, I mean, literally, I mean, unless someone can show me otherwise, it's the first time in the history of aviation that two airplanes have been put together and then add a jet engine on it. I don't think it's <laughs> ever been done. I saw, I, I saw I, a, a rendition, an artist rendition of a couple um, German fighter planes that were put together and they put one of those um, 262 type jet engines on it. Oh, uh, it, talking, it, it like never the F- happened. It was just. Yeah. It was a picture like the Yeah. The F one nineties or something with the, with the jet engine. It was just a painting. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the first time it's ever been done that unique. I'd buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time it's for impressive. A, it's time for a watch to be made out of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Hey, I wanted to ask you back to the, uh, the three thirty SC when, when you and Klein were, were, you guys had the 300L and then the Sukhoi and you decided to go to SC route. Was there any other monoplanes that you guys were looking at besides the 330 SC single place? Um, well, that, that's a fun, uh, fun topic, really. Uh, if, if I can, I'll, I'll finish the, um, the story of Nationals that year, and it will help with that story. Oh, totally. Yeah. So... Um, so I, I can't find an airplane. We're, we're only uh, six days away from nationals, and now I don't have an airplane to fly. Um, but I called Klein, told him, you know, the situation in that maybe we should just stop. And he said, no, we've worked too hard to get to here. I love Klein already. We need to find an airplane. <laughs> Go and find a Sukhoi and let's do this. And so back then you remember there, I mean, there's over 20 people and it was very competitive and there was only five people selected to a team. It, it was different then. Oh, I didn't. Oh, um, because of ma- was it because of the ma- male female thing? Yeah. So you could have five up to five men, five female. And, and it was, it was really competitive to yeah. get one well, of Michael Racy, Rossi. Yeah. I, I don't know. How, he was incredible. 
Well, he's part of this story. So, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so we um, we start checking around, and and nobody had an airplane available for me to fly. Jeez. <laughs> there are people that in the past said, "Well, oh, you why don't you come out and fly my airplane, and you know we can do some training together, whatnot." And but now you're going to compete against the them. week of nationals. <laughs> Uh, there was a lot of crickets. Bastards. <laughs> uh huh. So, you know, I, I I call Michael, and he he wasn't coming to Nationals because he qualified for the team through um, where he placed in the previous, and that he went to the the European Championship. So he was already qualified for the team, and because of his work schedule at home, was not planning to come out. And I I convinced him that he needed to come out because I had no other choice for an airplane. Of course, I've never flown his airplane and he had a, a 30, um, 31, not the M version that I was flying. Totally different ailerons, totally different. I mean, it's it was a different, different wing, airplane, right? different wing, different ailerons, different fuselage. It, it was completely different airplane. Um, but it was a Sukhoi 31 and I figured it'd be my, my best shot because I had no other airplane. And so Mike finally said, okay, I will bring the airplane out on Saturday uh, for the contest. All right, cool. So he gets there Saturday about half an hour before sunset. I jump in the airplane, take off. I go to, to do a, a practice flight out by the lake. And the engine starts like missing. <laughs> uh, Mike, I, I say, oh, no, I've, I've got... Uh, quite a bit of M14 time and I've never heard this. Yeah. So uh, I turned around, I went and landed. I'm like, Michael, is something wrong with your motor? It was, you know, like missing or something. He's like, no, there's nothing wrong. And he jumps in, it takes off. We didn't put more fuel on the airplane <laughs> and we didn't add any more time to the daylight. And he takes off and doesn't come back. Oh God. We're like, Okay, where's Mike? Where's Mike? I start, we start calling around. We start, you know, there's, I mean, I don't see any smoking holes or anything out there, but he's not there. So about 30 minutes later, he, he comes running around the hangar and <laughs> like, oh hey, uh, we need a fuel pump. Um, I'm like, Mike, I'm, I'm real happy to see you, but where's the airplane? <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, it's out in a field up by the lake. Um, yeah. It's fun. Anyways. It's a Russian tractor. We need to get yeah. some corn. So, <laughs> Engine runs so great, we, but we need a little uh, more gas. <laughs> we spent all night out there in the field. We have the truck. We have our rental car pointed at the airplane for the light. Um, we have these two guys that, that own the property look like deliverance. You know, these beards down to here. And you, you just wonder where the shotgun was. Yeah. Come they were play watching with the us. whole thing. Come and, inside, we'll um, fix you a meal. They, <laughs> so we, we replaced the fuel pump, then that didn't work. We replaced magnetos, that didn't work. We're, we, you know, we're on, he, Mike's on the phone with Elena and Victor in, in Russia. It's like, <laughs> what, what are we doing wrong here? What do we need to do? And, and all night we couldn't get it done. So now it's like, it's like midnight, one o'clock, and we just gave up. It's like, let's go get a couple hours of sleep, come back in the daylight and see if we can find something. So we do, we get back out there early in the morning, still nothing. We're cranking, we're cranking, can't get it. We're changing this, we're changing that. Nothing's happening. And we have these five gallon buckets and we're sitting there. I'm on one side, Mike's on the other. And he's like, 
wait a second, what is that? And he finds a little piece of safety wire that's around a metal ring that's not attached to anything. Oh, God. And on the Showers top marks. of the, on the, <laughs> no, on the top of the carburetor, there's a preservation plug and there's one on the bottom of the um, carburetor. So when you're going to, when you're going to store it, you take these plugs out, you put some oil or whatever you're going to put in there and then put the cap back on. Well, the safety wire for the top plug broke that bolt came out. And when I was flying, there must've been like one thread left on that bolt. Yeah. So the air was getting in there and it was missing. And then when he took off, that bolt came out. Well, when you, when you look in at the carburetor, you can't see the top of the carburetor because of the angle you can't see on the top. Otherwise you would have maybe seen that hole, but we, we couldn't see that until he found that little piece of safety wire and then investigate. There's a hole in the top of the carburetor. That's what caused it not to run. So we wow. jump back in the car, run over, grab a, a bolt out of a spare carburetor, put it in, shit fires right off, <laughs> no problem. And so Mike's <laughs> cleaning everything up, and I and I start I start with a shovel knocking down you know the gopher mounds and all the shit on where he's going to try and take off. I imagine the landowners are standing there in like overalls and a, yeah. a two barrel <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get off my property. <laughs> Well, so he flies it off. I, I drive back and we, we land and I, I get back like 10 minutes before the <laughs> briefing. Um, and the airplane's ready to go. So here we go. Um, and I, and I ended up, I mean, believe it or not, after all that, I ended up in fifth place and qualified for the team. Just imagine what you could do if you had a week. Long, oh my gosh. If, if you had a week before nationals of no issues. <laughs> no kidding. Imagine, imagine that. That's, that probably happened in 2010. That's why I won it. Yeah, year. exactly. <laughs> so wait, so, so, okay. So you flew Rossi's, uh, is his, how do you pronounce his last name, by the way? Rossi. Rossi. So you flew his yep, 31, kicked some ass yep. in that. And, um, and this is after the uh, issue with the 31M and the phone wire and the, uh, the, uh, yeah. The broken ankle. I still, I'm oh, yeah. still wearing, I'm still wearing a boot on my ankle. <laughs> At, at nationals kind of like jim was you know this year i mean i had the boot on. Um, oh my god yeah so the broken ankle the fire we had the prop just i mean it was it was a shit year and then um <laughs> but i qualified for the team and we're sitting at, at the banquet and Klein looks at me and he says well i guess we're gonna need a new airplane <laughs> i'm like man i like the way you think jeff's in a full um, body cast please no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so we, and we start looking around and, and at that, at that time, 2008 is when AJ's airplane had just come on the scene. That's serial number one. Yeah. Yep. And, and Southeast Aero had their plane or was just getting their plane. I think David Martin was doing some flying in it. I saw it fly it at Reno maybe or something. And anyways, I, I was like, okay, you know, this, this airplane looks pretty legit. Now, Klein, what do you think of this? That will do. MX. <laughs> Um, the MX uh, was a player um, that, at that time. They were or, hot on the scene with Red Bull, right? Uh, at that I'm, time, I'm not sure about that. I don't remember like the Bill, timing of that. Doing exactly, like the mods but, and shit. Um, yeah, so there there were a couple other airplanes that that were in the running, but when Zipco would have been in the mix back then edge, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, an Edge, yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, but we had we got an opportunity to go fly. We went out in December and 
and flu serial number one. And uh, besides the fact that like I pulled up in a half a loop and then did an outside uh, snap. And I thought I dislodged my head right off my shoulder <laughs> um, because I, I'm just not used to that kind of powerful elevator. I mean, it is a very powerful elevator oh, yeah. airplane. And I pushed it full bore and, and I'm like, holy crap, this is, this is legit. And I mean, I felt perfectly comfortable in that airplane. In fact, I would say after three flights in that airplane, I was flying as good as I was the Sukhoi 31M after 40 hours. Dude, isn't it crazy how, how easy it is to get it to stop and roll? It's, oh, it's, it's just like a joke. I love that. Because <laughs> I used to like, I used to watch people like you and, and Goody and, you know, obviously all the French people and they would do these, you know, point rolls and the plane, it was just, it would, it would be amazing. And then when I first flew it, I didn't want to say like, oh, that's not that hard, but it kind of took away from like watching other people oh, do not it. That good. Yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> this isn't that hard. <laughs> Do you, ever, do you ever take the stick all the way over and just let go? No, see what it does? I should try oh, that. I'll try that one. Yeah. yeah so it, <laughs> oh, no, dude, it is it is so impressive. You put it all the way, full aileron, and then just let go. And it snaps back to the center and stops immediately. Yeah, it's crazy. It centers? Oh, yeah. It just comes right back to center and it stops. It's like, <laughs> oh. okay, so that's how, uh, that's how I learned how to do those point rolls to stop so well. I was like, okay, well, just don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the stick comes so back jealous. to where it wants to go <laughs> yo and and you're it'll, it'll do, do it by itself and you're so right because i just started this past year i just started um yeah get dabbling in uh outside snaps and everything and you talk about the elevator it's so it's awesome it's so powerful and they're really it's not an issue you know doing the outside flicks in the sc you almost feel like no i couldn't have done it like i can't be nailing these right away it can't be this <laughs> It can't be. So I had somebody on the ground and they were like, no, it it looks like a snap. It's sounding like a snap. And, um, and uh, I guess you're doing it. I'm like, I guess I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're, I like the negative snaps are actually easier than, than the, um, the positive ones. In right. The oh my yeah. God. I, I'm glad you said that. Cause Just I'm be like, careful on how many you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was funny. I was talking to Mark, um, the other day, it might've been on the podcast and I'm like, you know, I had a good flight and I was getting the outside flicks to go. And I try to limit myself to about 12 or less per flight. Um, and I just wanted to keep going, but I'm like, I can't like, I'm going to, this is, yeah. this is when things happen. And we had Goody on and it is Goody. Yeah. Uh, Goody said something that kind of tattooed itself into my brain where he's like, you know, you only get a certain amount of money in the bank and how many, however you yep. put it, it checks the right and this and that, you know, whatever amazing saying Goody's just amazing. I love Goody. <laughs> Isn't yeah. he? <laughs> He's amazing. Like, yeah. Oh, We've gosh. been together on the, the team, you know, ever since Silverstone. And um, yeah, no, he I, needs I to mean, be on Goody, the team. He's such a cool. He needs to be team. on the team. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was upset uh, when he made that, that one and a quarter or whatever. I was, screamed. I was watching it I, live. My kid uh, wasn't, I'll never forget this because I'm so glad that my kid didn't repeat the word, but I screamed the F word. As yeah. loud as I can when I saw it, and my son looked over at me, and I'm like, "What do you say?" I mean, you clearly cursed in front of a five year old at the time, and like, you just at that point, I'm like, "Please, God, let me get away with that one. Please, don't let that." Timothy, <laughs> when you're older, someday you'll understand. Yeah, but yeah, that was um, that was I was so upset. That was it. Yeah, but it's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was, I mean, well, I mean the. The outcome of that was that he didn't fly the last flight. Um, yeah, 
just wasn't he Which, wasn't even you know, close. Was was really was really sad. I mean, for me because I mean, Goodies. I mean, to be really honest, Goodies one of the top reasons I came back to try and try out for the team again. Yeah, you know, because I, I just enjoy uh, flying with Goody so much, and he's so know, motivating, isn't he? Oh man, it's just incredible. And you know, he's used my airplane, I've used his, and you know, we we've got a you know good thing going. And and yeah, you know, it would have been incredible to to go to another championship with him, but uh, it doesn't look like that's probably going to happen this time. So I don't know. I mean, we'll have to look forward to next. This is I know rules are rules, and yeah. I don't know if this is where I struggle with the IC, but like. Goody is somebody who can clearly, clearly contribute to a team win. And like, there's yeah. gotta be some type of language in the rule book going forward that can get somebody like, cause like we did that. There was a little bit of controversy in 19 when the advanced team was selected and it wasn't, the rule wasn't um, approved. And it was, then somebody said it, it was like this whole big thing about letting the team select the eighth pilot, which I think is I was against selecting one pilot because you're kind of putting that guy on a lonely Island. I think that the last two spots should be open because like, even like, you know, Rob, let's say Rob has like the biggest mistake of his life and flies. have to sequence backwards. So now we're not going to let Rob Holland come to the, to the worlds with us. Like, it's just stupid. So like, yeah, you know, there's gotta be, obviously he made a mistake. He's yeah. I mean, the fact what he would do for a team, a team win is, is, yeah, immeasurable. I mean, it already has been. There's got to yeah, be like have a technicality and not allow him on the team would be. There's got to be free range, not free range. Terrible. There's got to be a, some type of language that I'm not going to try to make up right now. But basically, the last two spots are open until you know two months before or or. Well, we've, we've tried this for for years and years. I'm I'm not going to go into a lot of great detail because <laughs> yeah. I, I'll probably I'll probably uh, get really upset for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> and I and I don't want that because we're having a lot of fun. Yep, um, it's a good I, team. I've though. tried. I've I've tried to make changes like that for years and years because I mean you may remember I had to fly independent at the 2013 Denison World Championship because I was not able to fly the um, you know the nationals the year before. Yeah. And it wasn't anyone else's fault. It was just I wasn't able to fly that contest, so I didn't get to qualify for the team. And it was silly. You know, at that time, I when I was flying as as good as anybody out there, yeah. And and I didn't and I didn't get to play. So yeah, I'm um, pretty I'm pretty positive. I have a positive outlook on the ISC. I think that Jim is is honestly like, you know, he's done he's done some really great things for the club. I Rome wasn't built in a day, and I no. think that it's we're trending up. And you know, I think that I think Jim's doing a really good job, and and I think that you know. You got to give the guy credit. It's been, you know, only there yeah. for about two years and, and he's done a lot with those two years. And he, and he, I think he's got to build his foundation a little bit and establish himself before he can start making some major changes. And I think that right. this year, 22 and or this upcoming year, 22 and 23 are going to be really big as far as um, growth and, and the IAC outlook and, and making some positive changes. I, I'm excited. I, I happen to really you know, like what Jim's doing and the direction he's taking the club. I, I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but it's just my opinion. And, you know, it is what oh, it is. I, I agree. That's, and I, and, and I think politics, there are things right? that will, will get changed and, and, um, for the better. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes well, to things like that, there's so many better ways to do the team selection than what, than what we do now. It's easy too. Um, just and I'm surprised copy to, the, fr- copy to French. 
right? Well, and I'm surprised we didn't we didn't see any of that in the in the rule changes. At least I didn't I didn't notice that there was 44 rule changes for the fall board meeting. Which, by the way, it's going um, on right now. It's literally happening as we speak. Um, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, did they, did they vote on this uh, on AJ's thing? Uh, I haven't heard yet. I haven't heard yet, but we will. I'll text. Um, I'll text you they, as soon as I hear it. it but I think it that's, better. I mean, that's more or less a done deal. I mean, that's what I've heard. Yeah, it better be. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I've heard too. But. Oh, yeah. you just, you never know. But yeah, I, I, you know, there are a lot of rule changes for the fall board meeting. I'm, I'm, I was kind of surprised. I don't remember there being one about a uh, team selection on there. Uh, there might've been, and I missed it, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I Jeff, I, I like your idea of like having the two, the two bottoms be, a, um, you know, obviously that, that, you know, the negative side of that is that it could become a, a political, which, um, which or, Jeff are you know, talking about? You have to be clear. you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Petro. Hey, uh, uh, lesser, lesser Jeff. Yeah. Less good Jeff. <laughs> the, <laughs> the one that flies the 330 uh, SE. No. Uh, um, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm actually the only person. Well, Jeff and I are the only people on the podcast that can refer to ourselves as Jeff or refer to the other person as Jeff. Um, what's your, what's your, uh, favorite contest to go to? uh for me yeah or what's uh, the f- inter- international world championships oh really so you would i was talking like um i, I that's a great answer but i was thinking you were going to go with like a re i was thinking like what's your what's a fun contest that you've been to and and if it's a world it doesn't do you do you do regionals anymore contests i mean uh, can you, do you even have the time man the let i'm trying to his think wakeboarding schedule is really full Contest. I mean, I used to, I used to do a lot of regional contests. I, I would fly anywhere from eight to ten contests a year. Holy shit! Wow. I mean, I, I used to, I used to do a lot of contests. I, I started flying uh, contests and um, I did one or two in two thousand one, and then started in earnest in two thousand two, uh, where where I went to my first nationals, and um, did regional contests pretty much up until I started flying the extra three thirty SC. Um, then the, the yak 55 was pretty much, uh, put away. I'd sold a couple partnerships in it. I didn't want to get rid of it because I knew there was going to be a great repurpose of the airplane. <laughs> um, and so I didn't get rid of it. I just sold a couple partnerships to, to keep it there. And, and so I wasn't flying that in the contest anymore. And I was just spending all my time concentrated on, on world championships and, and flying the SC. So uh, didn't didn't make it to many regionals after after that time. Yeah, yeah. But then you know, in 2012, I started flying with uh, with Clat, and and then you know, I certainly didn't have time. I was doing 14 shows a year with him. Plus your yeah, uh, uh, through uh, through 18. Um, so I, I mean, I was doing a lot of a lot of air shows and and trying to get as much competition stuff as I could, and and to just do nationals and world championships were were all i could really fit in yeah 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 so, it's so yeah, funny because i mean this year had... I, w- I thought about going to um borrego <laughs> but you know we we had a, a long summer and decided to go sailing instead so <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna bring that up i was literally just gonna bring that up because it sounds like you literally do not have a weekend <laughs> where you could just relax and i just imagine you on that boat you know, cold walking, uh, sequences and, 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 and just working on booking air or, uh, you know, your air show season is probably uh, booked for next year already, but 
you know, just never resting <laughs> and relaxing. I, you know, I did, I did, I did 10 days of absolutely nothing. I didn't I look at an nice. email. I didn't respond to something. I didn't, I didn't get on my phone. Uh, That's beautiful. Sat there and listened to music, sailed around and drank. That was love it. it. <laughs> nice. Love what do you, what do you, yeah, you deserve it? I needed it though, man. So did my <laughs> wife. I mean, she, she puts up with this crap all, all year round, you know, I mean, I'm gone pretty much since April, uh, through October. And, you know, she went to a lot of my shows this year. The only one she didn't go to was Fargo. So that, that's okay. cool to always have her there supporting me and, you know, uh, to, to uh, have a little bit of downtime. It was just the two of us too, uh, for 10 days. It was, it was really cool. That's you know, awesome. That's it's so just, nice. It, what are you drinking it, these it, days? Um, you know, on the, on the boat, we were, we, you know, we, we like to drink vodka. So nice. you know, we drink a lot of vodka with whatever kind of cool juices we could get down there or vodka and ice. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we drink, you know, we drink wine and, and, uh, and of course I drink some IPAs. Um, I like the IPA uh, beer. So nice. that's pretty much it. That's awesome. Yeah. But the the boat was cool. It was have you guys sailed? You guys sailors? I'm like the what about I'm Bob not. of sailing. You ever see that movie? Yeah. When they strap him to the mast with a life jacket. Me and water do not <laughs> I sailed. <laughs> I never thought of sailing either. And I was over in Portugal hanging out with our friend. Do you know of uh Joachim Grape? No, who's that? He's a Swedish pilot. He was on the advanced team. Uh anyways, uh super cool dude. Uh, him and Ava, uh, they live, they moved out of Sweden and live just north of Lisbon now. And so we were hanging out with them a couple years ago and, and he's like, Hey, my sister's going to go sailing. You guys want to go? And I said, yeah, sure. So they have like a 52 foot sailboat. Jeez. We went out for the day and I'd never been on a boat like that. And I went, wow, you know, this is really cool. It's, there's a lot of aviation mixed into this, you know, with the sail and, and trying to figure out the wind and, and yeah, it was, uh, it was very intriguing. Plus it's pretty technical, a lot of cool gadgets, um, yeah. you know, on a, on a sailboat and I'm like, wow, this is pretty fun. So my, my wife and I, we went to a sailing, a live aboard sailing class thing where we you know, did a couple of the ratings of sorts, um, lived on the boat for a week and out of Newport beach and just did a bunch of sailing. And, and then we, uh, we, uh, went and rented a boat out in, um, us virgin islands in march we did a seven-day trip there with del uh del and and his wife tanya and then we just did our 10-day trip and we've already got the next one booked for january 10th or january 30th that's awesome up, uh, next year so yeah i didn't i didn't ever consider myself to be a sailor or, or thought of it as something i was ever going to do but um here we go we just we just love it it's so cool it's that's just awesome. really chill it's i mean it's turned into a, a way for me to just turn everything else off and and do something completely different than what I've done for the last you know, thirty five years. That's great. So, yeah, love nice. it. That's the is that the is that the retirement goal? Once you hang uh, up you know, uh, all the flying and you go sailing, <laughs> it sounds pretty <laughs> appealing. Yeah, <laughs> Jiver, but it's hard to take the it's hard hard to take flying out. Yeah, or at least thinking about that at this point. Yeah, and I know my wife would 
give it up in a in a second. <laughs> we'll see. Did you ever do any? Uh, so any, mine. <laughs> I, yeah. I know your time is like really limited with uh, your career and everything, but did you ever do any coaching or anything like that? I, you know, I do um, on a, on occasion. Um, not very much, but I, you know, if if someone needs some help and they call me, I'm 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 always willing to. To, I to feel like you would be an amazing coach. Um, Steve, I'm already in freaking New York. Um, but you were, weren't you, you were training that guy Elias, right? Cause we saw some videos yeah. of him flying and he, um, yeah, I worked with Elias, uh, worked with Anthony. Most recently I've been working with Anthony and, and Elias. Um, you know, getting Anthony Anthony's back flying over the past few years has, has been really impressive. He, he's done, uh, he did fairly well at nationals, uh, this year and what, uh, last year too. I think he met a lot. Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah. In 19, he did. Um, I, I, I started working with him in, in 18. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, it was eight, eight, 18 is when, you know, for, for him to get in, into the air show a, a, with a little bit more solid footing, um, you know, we, we started working together on that track. So for, for the air show world, yeah, in any aerobatics. I mean, I, I've I've taught a lot of people to go backwards. If that's yeah, if that means something, uh, because sure. what what I mean the fundamentals happen, of of aerobatic flying yeah. after after they're doing air shows. <laughs> exactly, um, that's exactly right. So I mean, it's not just uh, air shows, but it's it's competition too, and it's airplanes. Um, if you, if you have a decathlon and then you, you go to a 300 L, um, you, you're not going to probably do well coaching with me or training with me because uh, I am going to be the person that gives you some really bad news. It's like, well, you haven't finished your decathlon experience and you've skipped something mostly in the middle between the lack of decathlon flying and then skip right to the extra 300 L there's too much of the foundation that has been skipped. Yeah. And, and when you start building on a foundation, that's missing a whole corner. It, it doesn't work. I've seen too many people in my career find aerobatics that they, they have the money to buy the, the big time machine and the coaches and they get out there and they train for two years, they get their ass kicked and then they quit. Yeah. Or they do good. I've seen it where it's like, you know, they, they kick ass an intermediate because you get away with a lot. Then they move to advance and they're like mid pack and kind of getting it a little bit. And then after a little bit, it still hasn't clicked. And then they're out, you know? Right. And it's funny you, well, you it's, said it's, that because like one of my questions that I wanted to ask you was, um, you know, how many, I know everybody kind of, you know, each pilot's going to vary a little bit, but how many hours should somebody get before moving into a monoplane? Um, and if I had to put a number on it, I would say at least 250 in like a decathlon or an underpowered type airplane to get into a high performance mono. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um there's there's no question that you 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 can't get the muscle memory, you can't get the the ideas of moving into an SC. Well, I I show this video to some people when when I'm trying to explain what I mean by you can't just go to an SC. So I have a video camera on the wing and you watch uh, the tail feathers when you do a full deflection um, double aileron roll. And the elevator and rudder go up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. 
yep. in that in that double aileron roll. You cannot learn that by just going to the SC, in my opinion. Yeah, and you're just tapping you on the pedals too. You have to have years of ingrained and hundreds of hours of slowly building that up because you can't. You can do it in a decathlon. You learn top side, forward stake, top side for an aileron roll. Then you move to a pits. You learn that it's the same thing. It's the same motion, but it's happening faster. And you get that. And, and by the time you get a couple hundred hours in the pits, you can do it without thinking. You're not thinking about the rudder and elevator when you're doing a double aileron roll. You're thinking about stopping the aileron roll at 720 degrees. And then what's coming immediately after that? You, 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 if you're sitting there thinking about what your rudders and your, and your elevator is doing in double aileron roll, you're not doing it right because that stuff should just be happening. And it only yeah, it's gonna be muscle just memory. be happening if you have done decathlon pits or, you know, worked up to it in, in a way that that stuff is just happening naturally. Yeah. And it makes sense um, because you got a guy, you take a guy like Mike Lentz, who obviously is, you know, got a ton of time in decathlons. And I think that's why he's able to jump into, you know, like he was the top scoring American pilot at the, uh, the world's in 18 and, you know, he didn't have a lot. He had like no time in the panzel, but he jumped into that thing, did some practice flights and, and just laid it down. And there's no question that without his time in decathlons, I, there's no way he could be able to do that. No, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm I always, uh, preach that. I mean, not just because that's what I did, but it, I mean, you look at, look at all of the unlimited national champions going all the way back. How many of them did not get a couple hundred hours in a Tyrer decathlon? Yep. How many of them did not get a couple hundred hours in a pit special before they got to an unlimited airplane and won a nationals? How many didn't? Yeah. I would say none of them. I, There's a reason for that. It's yeah. not like I'm telling everyone, if you're going to, I mean, you have to go get a decathlon and you have to get 300 hours just because I did that you have to go to a Pitts S1S and get 300 hours in that because that's what I did and then get another 800 hours in the 300L before getting to a Sukhoi. And, and, and by the way, if you get, uh, if you can get 450 hours in a Yak 55, you are really going to be ahead of the game because now left and right is not an issue because you've done it yep. both ways and you get to an SC. Now you, you take all that experience that I've had in multiple different airplanes left and right kind of airplanes um, from low performance all the way up. And then you get to an SC. I went, I started flying the SC in, in 09. I won in, in 10. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. It says it proves that, it. I mean, that it's a, it's a proven formula, not just for me, but I, I would venture a guess that everyone um, has had some of that, you know, all the way along to get to the unlimited championship. We, so when you you just go out because you have the money to get the SC, does doesn't mean you're going to get there. Yeah, and I don't believe this crap yeah. where people are like, "Oh, just pull the throttle back in an extra." It's like under. I'm like, nah, it's not the same. You, your control surfaces are just so much more powerful. You can't slow. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can slow the speed down. You can't slow the rate. <laughs> really, what you need <laughs> yeah, to be doing? Yeah, in an SC, the aileron is, it might as well be a um, a three position switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, that's all it is it's yeah. either on or off yeah you can't it's on left and on right and it's off it's that's the three positions. Yeah. so funny you say that because unless once the plane i'm kind of i hope i'm not wrong 
but I'm just trying to think out loud. But once the plane is is above, say, like 150, you know, knots and everything like that, you can't do like we can, but it's just not comfortable to do like half hour on. It's like it's either like it's there or it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we had a one and a three quarter roll and one and a, co- a quarter offset in a, in a known program a few years ago. This just reminds me of Goody. <laughs> 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 he, you know, he, he kept missing the one and a quarter. He calls me up. He's like, dude, man, I keep missing this one and a quarter roll. Razzle dazzle. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm like, come on, dude. Uh, you could, I mean, th- this is a concept that he and I would have never even considered really, because like I say, it's an on off switch period. And I'm like, why don't you try just for fun? Why don't you try slowing the aileron roll down a little bit for that one and a, one and three quarters only. And then, you know, and he's like, oh, oh, yeah, good, good idea, Jeff. Let's, I'm going to try that. So he calls me back after he flies. He's like, dude, I was right on, right? Good idea. Good idea, man. Loved it. So he, you know, he does so, slows it down. And then he, so he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to go fly the contest fight now. So he gets, he calls me back after the contest fight. He's like, fuck, dude. Razzle dazzle, man. Razzle dazzle. I got a zero. Oh shit! I was just dying. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh. But you know, it, you just—that's what it is. It's a—it's an on-off switch, and that's the only way it works in SC, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's so funny, man. The, but you that's know, like awesome. you got to be able to stop the one and three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, though, know, like I'll be honest, you know, and and um, take a grain of salt. I, I probably had about like 500 hours in a in a Super D, and like to me. The uh, the Super D went towards the end of me flying that airplane. It was so much more to this point in my aerobatic career. It was so much more rewarding when I when I had that airplane kind of locked in a little bit because when you can get certain sequences out of it that it's just quote unquote not supposed to do, it's like you know it takes a lot of work to really get that to get everything out of that airplane and it's just so damn rewarding. But the SC, it's like you kind of point and shoot it and and this and that, you know, especially in advanced, um, you know, like I said, I haven't really gotten to the near what the airplane can do, but the decathlon for me, it was like some of the most rewarding flights I've ever had. Oh, it's awesome. When you feel like you, you own it. Like my, my pits, when I got it, when I finally sold that airplane, I feel like there was nothing left that I was going to learn in that airplane. I owned it. I put it on like a fine tailored suit. Yeah. And when I flew it, it was it was perfection every single time when you get to that level. And I felt like that with that, with the 300 L also. I mean, I, I, I owned the airplane. I've never felt like that in the SC to this day. Yeah. Um, it's... I've got 600 hours in the SC and that airplane kicks my ass every time I get in it. And I'm still learning uh, how to fly. It's funny because like a 300 L or, um, you know, the extra 200, I'd be able to get, you know, three practice lights a day in and you with the SC, I'm by the time after two flights, you know, sometimes I do do three, but they're, they're extremely short, but after two flights at a camp, I mean, I'm kind of spent. The plane just kicks my fucking ass. And it's, it's like, what's the point of doing a third flight when you're, you're not going to be at a hundred, you're not near a hundred percent. How long do you fly when you, when you fly? Oh my God. Maybe minutes uh, is a practice flight. 10 to 12 at the most, not, you know, and it's like, it's pretty um, planned out and everything like that. There's no real downtime in it. Um, but I just don't have the, uh, 
I'm not going to just go out there if I'm, if I don't think I'm going to, you know, get everything I, you know, just to burn fuel and everything like that. I try to condense it and, and make it as a uh, quality as possible, but yeah, I'm, I'm good for like two flights a day of, of actual taking things home and being able to learn from it. But it's about a third flight. <laughs> well, especially at the unlimited level. I mean, there's just, there's a lot going on mentally, not to mention physically, but men- mentally is, yeah. it, it's a challenge as well. Yeah. What about you? How long are your flights when you go up? Uh, I, I, I do 17 minute flights, um, with, with a break, uh, in between. Cause I, I mean, from where I, Ooh, that's interesting. Where I train out of uh, Deer Valley, it's, um, you know, it takes a few minutes to get up that, that aerobatic box isn't right on the field. Um, so I have to go remotely. Um, and then I'll do like a, you know, an eight minute session and then a, a minute break and then another eight minute session. Yeah. Mostly is, is how I do it. It's so nice with the two um, gas tanks in the SC or the, uh, the, Oh yeah. No, it's, it's like, right. <laughs> I came back because when I was flying to 200 and the 300, like you'd come back with like a gallon or two and it was no issue. But I was flying the other day and I'm like, I've, I had like 15 gallons and no, maybe like 13 or something like that. And, um, you know, I was getting like a little low, like three gallons and I'm like, Oh, I better get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I, when I was flying the 300 L clients airplane, uh, we flew out of Coolidge cause aerobatic box was right on the airport. and you know, the, with, with the 12 gallons, you can't, you can't go from Deer Valley out to our aerobatic box and then back without wing fuel. Yeah. And Klein's airplane had the long wing tanks. Yeah. And I mean, it was not something we did. We didn't ever fly aerobatics with wing fuel in that airplane. Yeah. Because we had already had some of the cracks fixed at one point when we got it. And, um, you know, it was just something we didn't do. So I, I had to commute down to, Coolidge, which from my house is like an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, wow. I'd drive down there, fly there. You know, I'd fly, you know, two or three flights and then drive home when I was doing 300 L stuff. Nice. What do you think uh, Klein would have thought of the Yak one time? He probably would have loved it. He, uh, you know, he, he was not an air show guy, um, but he, he loved watching the Yak or the, um, the Waco. I mean, he would, he would come to Oshkosh. He was there. He watched me fly the um, the SC at Oshkosh, of course, and then he uh, he was there to watch the Waco as well. And I'm I guarantee you would have absolutely loved the Yak One Ten because he had a Yak. In fact, that's how I that's how I met Klein. Oh, um, I made I made the the team. I uh, flying my pit special. I won in two thousand three the advance and qualified for the team. But I wasn't at that time. I wasn't planning to keep the pits. I I was going to sell it and I had already arranged with the Russians to use their Yak 55 in Sweden for the world championships. And my plan was to, after flying the Yak that I would get into the Sukhoi. Cause that was back then the Sukhoi was the airplane you had to have. So I didn't want to buy a Yak. I just wanted to use a Yak and then fly it at the world championship and then get a Sukhoi. So I, I was calling around to see if I could find one. And somebody said, well, there's this guy in Montana that, that has one. So I tracked him down. I called him. I said, hey, Klein, I want to ask you about your airplane. I'm going to go to the world championship, blah, 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 like I kind of just told you. And, and he said, well, I would love for you to fly my yak, but I just sold it to a guy down in Texas. 
And I said, well, what's his name <laughs> and number? I'll call him. So I, I did. That turned out to be Chad Barty, um, who wow. owned the blue yak that is now the right side of the yak 110. So I was commuting down to Lubbock, Texas is where he was. And I, and it, from Phoenix to Lubbock is a two leg commute and it was not convenient. It was uh, pretty difficult to be able to get the time that I needed or wanted to, to go fly a world championship. So I ended up buying the red Yak 55, which I own now, um, as the left side of the Yak 110. So that's kind of, that's how I met Klein. That's how I met Chad. That's how the two Yak 55s, they met in 2004. I bought my airplane was out in Atlanta. Uh, and I flew it. I stopped in Lubbock. Chad flew, um, the red one. Uh, at that time. And, and then, um, yeah, so they, those two airplanes met for the first time in 2004 and came back together in 2017. <laughs> That's crazy. A match made in heaven. But it was, but literally, it was really the, the tie in. So when, I, when I wanted to go to nationals, find an, an extra, because that, now, you know, 2004 happened, 2005 and, and the airlines all took, you know, we took 50% pay cuts. And, and so the dreams of owning a Sukhoi went out the window. And so, talking with a client the first time and, and we had a, you know, we really hit it off. I called him again in, in 2004 after world championship. And I said, Hey, what do you, um, what do you think if we, you know, at the contest, if, if I could get a little time in your extra. And he said, well, actually I'm going into for this little procedure uh, and I will not be flying the airplane for a number of months. Why don't you just come and get it and take it down to Phoenix? What? All right. Um, sure. That, I like this idea. And so I, uh, I like the started, that's how I started flying the, uh, that's how I started flying the extra 300 L and, and I flew that airplane uh, up until 2008 and, and took a second in a, in a first place flying his, his L. Um, but I couldn't, yeah, so I couldn't get into the Sukhoi and, and do that. So it kind of, it kind of slowed down the, the process. But in the meantime, I was, you know, building the relationship with Klein and, and that led to that. And, and then when, uh, here, here's a cool part of, of, of how the yak story all came together with Dell and Chad and I was that in, in about 2006, Chad ended up selling his yak 55 to a guy, you know, on the East coast, his name is John. Oh, Nat, Laff- Nappenzinger. Nass- Nass- yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I did. I, I actually think Sal Birdie bought it first. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So and he, John, Sal Birdie, a little side note, John was like, I haven't spoken to him in years. I did a camp with him, but he's like six foot six. And the yeah. yak isn't really kind to people that are tall. So he used to wear, he used to wear like shin guards because his shins, like soccer <laughs> shin guards. Right. Because <laughs> his shins used to get beat up. And like, I remember doing a camp with him for the first time. And this guy's get, I just met him. He's a sweet, sweet guy. And he's getting into the yak with like elbow pads and shin guards and everything. And I'm like, geez, this plane looks violent. <laughs> like, I don't play yak. What's this guy going to do? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> That's funny. I do remember that. He was in uh, Phoenix for a while with their plane in Prescott because he was, he was up there working at Embry. Oh, Real so you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so Sal Birdie hired a, a ferry pilot to go get their plane and bring it back to uh, the East Coast. Guess who that ferry pilot was? Oh, God. Um, Del, 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 yeah. 
and that's strange. I mean, so here long before I met Dell, so he, so Dell, that's Dell flew his very first contest in that airplane. He's the one that flew the airplane over there. And, and so then I met Dell and it wasn't until a long time later that we made all that connection. It was when we started talking about, you know, the Yak 110 and, and, and I said, well, I want to, I want to get Chad's old airplane and, and my airplane to use for the two aircraft. And he's like, you know, I, I, I flew that or I met Chad and I flew that airplane from his place. And I'm <laughs> Crazy. like, what are you shitting me? And he's like, yeah. Meant to and, be. Um, so a small we, world. And, and then we, so we get the, so we'd all flown all three airplanes. We, we had, you know, close encounters throughout the years. And now we get the two airplanes together in, in Caldwell and chat or, uh, so Chad's there and Dell and I, and, and Dell's like, you know, I, I have, chad's helmet I'm like what he's like yeah this this helmet came with the airplane because it was painted with the flames and the orange and the blue and oh all that. no way <laughs> and but but it didn't fit celebrity so celebrity is like well dell why don't you keep the helmet so he wrapped it in gray and so all this time you know dell's got chad's helmet and so we did this thing with the camera rolling and and we peeled the the wrap off of the helmet when we were all there. And, and then Chad oh, Chad man. just lost it, man. It was it was super cool how the whole thing just all wrapped around back to you know the beginning. And I mean, so much of my aerobatics was connected like that. Like you know, that's how I met Klein, and you know, that's how how I eventually met. Um, met chad and the airplanes came to go so it's it's pretty cool yeah we were talking about out. that so on, cool on the podcast about how you know you go to get involved in the iac and competition aerobatics and this and then you know because everybody kind of flies in from different states and you grow you grow your network of friends and and you know business associates so big it's it's incredible the people you get to meet and opportunities you get it's it's really i, I owe a lot to it you know just with the um the knowledge and the um advice of our you know from everybody i've met and it's it's helped my life so much so you know and it's and they're not just pilots right i mean yeah um they're 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 doctors and lawyers and engineers and i mean there's there's people from every walk of life that are doing competition aerobatics yeah it's, it's a cool brain trust so, for sure it is it's, it's very yeah. cool yeah. you know when i met client i mean he was the founder of cdma <laughs> um <laughs> i mean his 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 smart level was, you know, above just about everyone, but you wouldn't know it when he, when he sat there and, and talked airplanes, he loved every second of it. He could sit at a contest talking about airplanes all day long. He probably loved it. And yeah. Start talking to some engineering stuff and he, he would lose you in about two seconds. He's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was, a, he was a fart smellow, <laughs> but he could, he, but he could talk, he could talk airplanes and, and, and loved it. But he, he, he also, sorry, Mark, but he also was a glider pilot and flew gliders at a lot of contests. And, and it was, I'll allow it. His very last flight was in the Fox <laughs> glider with me. Um, and it was actually the, the very first time and only time Klein and I ever flew aerobatics together was in his Fox glider. And oh, wow. he was, he was staying at my house. He was, I mean, he, he died a couple months after that, but it was, um, I mean, he was, he was in really poor health to say the, the least. Uh, he, he couldn't even leave my house for like three days while I was down training to be a glider pilot. Um, that's gross. And then, and then I got Gliders. checked out. I finally, I got my rating and then, 
Klein's like, all right, we're going to go down. We're going to fly. He gets in the front seat of the Fox. I get in the back seat. I'm just going to be a rider. And he, uh, he comes off tow and jams through the unlimited known program. Jeez. Plus six G's, <laughs> minus three G's, snap rolls, tail side. I mean, I was like, what the F is this? <laughs> I, I mean, I was completely blown away. That's awesome. I was like, well, for one, Klein, Klein's killing it up here. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he's, I mean, he, he can barely walk. And he, I mean, he's kicking ass in this airplane. It was the most incredible thing I think I've ever witnessed just from a, a, a cool life experience where, it was just, it was all those things wrapped into one. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was really cool. But, you know, from that time, I always felt like I should fly a glider contest for a couple of reasons, but mostly because that's what, one of the things Klein sort of desired that I would do someday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I never made it happen in the Fox. Uh, I will, you know, redouble the effort. I think it, I think it'd be cool to do. That, yeah. Super reason. cool. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the only, uh, that's the only the glider, glider flight. Cool. Yeah. That's the only glider yeah. flight we would allow. Yeah. yeah. We allow that. Yeah. <laughs> the Swift or the Fox. I mean, it, it's a real airplane. I mean, it's a real aerobatic aircraft. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed flying it. It was funny. I was, I, I just finished my, you know, my training. I had 3.1 hours of total glider time and, and, and flying one of those little Schweitzer things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, my very first flight after that was in the Fox and all the people there were going like, what? <laughs> I mean, He's got three hours, and because and nobody gets to fly the Fox, right? And it, well, it was Klein's airplane, so he's like, "Yeah, we'll get in. It's just an airplane, go fly." Yeah. Um, but it was it was pretty neat airplane. Why are gliders so expensive? Neat. Like the aerobatic gliders? I don't know. It's crazy, uh, right? I mean, They're like, yeah, that's. I mean, it's a what is that? Like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar glider if it's new? I think something, something like that, that. or one hundred twenty five. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty expensive. What was your reaction yeah, when the, uh, the glider pilots got propellers at nationals for sure? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best ever. <laughs> so, over, oversight I, I did of the have year. a chuckle, but yeah, oversight was, of the year. <laughs> They're cool trophies, though. I like I like the trophies. Oh, man. Yeah, they were great trophies. Been, yeah, yeah, but that was that was pretty funny. Oh man! <laughs> and you're sponsored yeah, by you're or, sponsored by Lyft. I am. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. my, my my Lyft shoes are daily drivers. I. Um, I, I can send you some funny photos there too. <laughs> I, like I, I, I use those. I mean, literally, that's what I wear all day, every day. That's my daily driver shoe, uh, whether I'm flying aerobatics or not. I've never found a shoe that I can wear all day um, that you can also fly aerobatics with, like this, because uh, you know, like you say, those, you know, the rubber uh, or the uh, little plastic things on the back of the shoe make it great for flying aerobatics. Yeah. But most of the aerobatic shoes that I've ever used. You can't wear all day long. No, no. Um, the Pelotes or you yeah. know, wrestling. You're shoes not going to walk I mean, around with the wrestling. Yeah, they're too specialized. Yeah, I've walked around with every bit of them and and never found one I could uh, wear all day until I yeah. came across the lift shoe. And, and uh, I love them, but I, I I keep three shoes, three lift shoes in rotation at all times. So I have um, my my shoes that I wear like if I'm working in my yard. They're kind of my work shoes. Um, then I have my, my daily drivers, if, you know, I'm just going to be out flying or doing whatnot. And then I have the shoes, if I'm going to go out to lunch or, you know, do something where you have the clean clothes on, then I have like the really clean lift shoes. Nice. So, uh, I always have three of them in rotation. Um, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. And of course I use, um, the lift, the lift helmet, uh, in the Yak 110, 
Um, and it's awesome. Have you I mean, used the uh, a, the bonehead helmet at all? I you know I haven't. That, and I you know I considered trying that in the extra because it's hard to in the extra to wear. I, I wear an HE55 in the in the extra just because it's painted like my airplane and and it's small enough that it that it doesn't hit the canopy as much. But I I didn't wear it at nationals and it was uh, because the the weekend before I I really messed up my head um, and I don't know if partially because of the uh, the helmet. And I, I don't ever discourage using a helmet for sure. Um, but I, I went to nationals. I brought my helmet, but I didn't use it because my, my head was still really gotcha. messed up, like a neural wobbly kind of. But, I, you know, I think I was talking to Goody. I think I may have had a concussion <laughs> uh, from oh, my, wow. my flights on Saturday. And it, I mean, it was, it was a oh, big you deal. You hit your head on or something? Yep. I, I mean, I, I did. There was contact with the helmet on the campy, but I, like I told you, I was feeling really good. So I, I hit it. I hit it way too hard on Saturday on a practice flight. <laughs> um, and I, you know, from that flight, I didn't fly again until I got to nationals. Um, My training's going great. Yeah. I got to mess this up somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said, my training has been going great. This is not like a normal nationals. Let me do something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to, it's, this is too smooth. I, I, I that's, what that, can I, mean, I light on fire? That's when you start feeling invincible and feeling really good. That's where you should take a, take a break. Yeah. And, and not, yeah, that's I mean, I'm a, not that smart apparently, but um, <laughs> when I did the, the known flight, I, I hadn't done a negative snap roll since then. And when I did my practice flight in the box there, I did only positive G's. I didn't do any snap rolls just cause I, I mean, I was afraid um, yeah. of what was going on. And, and that, if you ever get to that point, I mean, that's, you gotta, you gotta take it easy. I mean, there's no, there's no question. And when I got to nationals on Thursday night, I slept 15 hours that night on the next oh my gosh. night, I slept 14 hours. I mean, this is how bad off I was. Yeah. And so when I got to the known and I figured number one, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to hit this snap. Either okay. I'm going to wobble out or, <laughs> or I'm going to, or I'm going to make it through. And I did that snap and it was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm alive. I'm all right. And, and I, you know, hit the next snap on the 45 line. I'm like feeling pretty good here, feeling good. And yes, I safely made it through. And so my confidence was getting built yeah, yeah. for the next three flights, but, um, but it's nothing to mess around with, man. And, and I don't know yeah. if my helmet yeah. had anything to do with that. Um, but I, I, I felt like I wasn't going to wear it only because I didn't want the extra weight um, moving around on my head. Uh, so I wear yeah. the, I wore my clarity lops, but, um, back to lift, you know, in, in, with the, with the helmet, the yak, it's awesome. The shoes, beautiful. Um, yeah, they're, they're great. I love, I love lift. Yeah. We all, I'm, they're I'm amazing. Sunglasses now too. I love, I love the little, uh, ammo case at this, the latest. Isn't their packaging amazing with everything? The presentation is great. Right. I would buy their products based yeah. on their packaging alone. Even if they, yeah. even if they weren't good, I'd still buy them. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome i, I love the yep. team they're, they're doing really they're, they're doing good things yeah, yeah oh yeah they're, they're great yeah. we love hanging out with them they're at oshkosh and yeah they're, they're cool and the fat tire cowboys you know they they're huge lift fans we gotta <laughs> yeah. you know you guys know any of the fat tire cowboys you follow them at all we, i follow them yeah, yeah, yeah. they would we gotta get them on the show because we gotta yeah we, oh, yeah. we gotta, we gotta get some of them on we gotta diversify well the mayor the the, the guy that started the fat tire cowboys is chad barty Right, right, right. Oh, I didn't know that. They had like a little yeah, show too, right? I didn't know, he, right? I didn't know he started it. I thought I remember seeing something oh, yeah, on, they, t- on they, YouTube. They do like uh, Keystone Fridays. I mean, there's just such a hoot. We we stay in, in a house with them at Oshkosh. It, it's cool. You know, they they show up in the citation and there's like 
eight cowboys that get out. They're all wearing their fat tire cowboy uh, shirt. And they, they all, you know, come out of the airplane, put their cowboy hats on. And uh, they're, they're really, um, you know, flying for the brand. They, they all have their, you know, their fat tire airplanes and they're just such cool, cool dudes. That's man. awesome. And so much of it. You, they would have a great time on this show. That would be great. Um, all right. La Rosa. We got to work on getting them and, on. And the Mar- yeah, no, they definitely. Would, they would have a lot of fun. They, I mean, they have aerobatic airplanes. They, you know, Brian had a Yak 55. They have a Super D down there. Nice. Um, Dad had an extra 300 for a while. I mean, they, they're all into the aerobatics, but they love the Yak 110. They, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're a fun group. Yeah, they seem like the, they're so the with, only people that would have done that with the Yak yeah, 110. Yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> so with that, with, with, um, Getting on, making the team, and then obviously uh, next year um, a, a push for worlds. Uh, what? How does that, how does that change, or how does that affect your air show schedule? Uh, well, um, it's a good question because we won't know when and where until I think the nineteenth is what Spanky told me was the um, the meeting. I talked to him recently just to see if there's you know any hint whether or not there's going to be a contest where it's going to be or when, but he didn't have anything until the 19th, I think is what he told me. So okay. um, when that's determined where it is and when it's going to happen, um, then I can take a look at their show schedule right now. I've got five shows um, contracted for next year. That's so, awesome. Um, and, are you and keeping it a little light just in case, or uh, are you still uh, continuing to book? No, I, yeah, no, I'll, I'll book. I mean, if somebody wants their show, we, we'll, we'll book it. I, I will only do uh, 10 shows at the most. Um, so I've, I've never actually had a contract signed before ICAS, the air show convention. So this year to, to, to have something that five. already, um, you know, yeah. inked a contract and gave it a deposit check is new for me. It's <laughs> okay. So it's the most amazing. Okay, so you'll, be, you'll be hitting ICAS and, and just kind of, uh, filling the rest out then. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be there, and if, nice. it, and if it looks like it makes sense and it works into the schedule and it works into the world championship, you know, we'll add some more. Um, I, I could leave it just like it is and be happy for next year, but you know, if we get some some cool shows or or somebody that wants to pay, I mean, we'll we'll go. <laughs> That's the problem is you know we 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 have to charge a lot of money just to you know pay the bills. So, um, you know, we're not a sponsored act. If anyone wants to jump in and throw throw some money on it, we'll you know we'll uh, take a look at that because I think. I think that's uh, like we talked about. It's about time that the, that we do something. So. Yeah. No. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I have one more final question. I know you have to go. Can you cancel your trip? Can you just call in fatigued so we can talk for another two hours? <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like there's a there's still a lot. There's we need a, a to talk ton about. of stuff we didn't even touch upon. In all the aerobatic flying you did in Europe. Oh yeah. No, I got to tell you about my around the world trip. Well, well, I mean that we we can't do that now, but All right. my uh, do a my part extra two. went completely yeah. around the world, starting Saint Augustine <laughs> um, to to Europe to China, back around. Oh my the god! Canal, we have to hear. Saint we have Augustine. to do a part two. I mean, that, that's a that's an incredible story. A lot of fun. Really cool. Um, but yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of fun stuff we 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 really haven't covered. Yeah, there's that. Oh there's my gosh. Your, okay, well, your four minute free that you did at. It's uh, 2014, I think. What year was that, Mark? That I sent, oh, I sent you the video. 2014, yeah. That was a yeah, that, that that that's my most honestly, that's probably one of my favorite uh four minute freeze to watch. Um yeah, that was, that was really such good. an impressive video to watch. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. And I like it beautiful too because voice. most I like it because most people yeah. that look at it don't realize how, how fucking complicated it was. <laughs> you know? But yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good four minute, but um shit. That yeah, that was a fun flight. <sighs> well we'll have to we'll yeah, have to have you uh, back on. Yeah, let's let's do another one. Um, you know, we should try to have you uh, and Goody on at the same stuff. time. We failed oh, last. Shit, that'd be a riot. Yeah, we failed last time with <laughs> who did we fail with last time? Mike and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, total failure. Uh, so we got to try to. Oh, just because it, it just got out of control, or no? Because like it's, it's hard. It's too hard because you, you there's with, no yeah, eye contact. Like, we're not in person. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of stepping yeah. on people, and then my internet was yeah just terrible that day. <laughs> Petro has like, I don't know. It's like dollar store internet. Yeah, it's rotary phone type stuff over here. <laughs> yeah, I have a steam train coming through. Uh, There's nice. a gerbil on a wheel spinning a generator. Yeah. Yeah, Goody's outside doing like rogue fitness to give me electric. He's flipping tires. <laughs> Enough wattage. He's crossfit. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's got to happen. Well, Jeff, before we get you out, uh, out of here um, and onto your uh, your day, can you want to um, plug any dates? Uh, are you finished with the air show season for the year? You want to plug dates and yeah, obviously we're all, uh, sponsors? We're all done here. Um, yeah, we, we're going to be first in Buckeye, Arizona, again, for uh, the show there. and uh, It's a local show for me, so it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, we were doing March Air Force Base. They, they end up canceling again. We got Hill. Yeah. Hill Air Force Base. That's one of my favorite venues to fly an air show because in the afternoon when the sun's setting, you get the Wasatch Mountains behind you. It is oh, an beautiful. incredible air show. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really a beautiful place. And um, hopefully we'll we'll get an invite back to Oshkosh again. Uh, did you guys see any of the, the two ship that we did with Dell? I saw a video the, um, of it. Yes. Rad Air Sports with, yes. the, uh, with the Waco and the Yak together. First I'm time that. that we flew the, the the two airplanes together was this summer. So really a lot of fun, man. That was cool. We did Fargo and Oshkosh. And right now we're in negotiations with um, Huntington Beach, which is um, just such an incredible show. It was too bad we, we didn't get to fly on Sunday this year because the oil spill off the <laughs> I was the just going to say, like, the, uh, that was devastating. Because the, uh, the Saturday show, I, I got to say, the production value and the, the level best of best professionalism of that show uh, was oh, it's, it's unlike ridiculous. anything I've ever seen. I mean, the lineup there for uh, all the jet teams, uh, you know, the first time in 22 years that all three jet teams were at the same venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the lineup that, that he had there was just mind blowing. Yeah. And the, the people is just, he had concerts on the, on the beach, um, you know, millions of people there. And then Saturday was absolutely per or Sunday was perfect. The weather was perfect there. I mean, it was, it was just such a, a, a sad cancellation. Yeah. Um, yeah. it was really a, uh, you know, an anticlimactic way to end the year. Yeah. It was it was a little totally out of left field. Kevin and those guys do such an incredible job, and hopefully we'll we'll get to have both airplanes out to their show next year. It will be uh, it'll be special. So we're working on it. that right now. Awesome. But um, other than that, we can uh, we talked about lift, and you know, there's there's a couple of uh, real scary things about the Yak fifty uh, or the Yak one ten. Um, one of them is trying to imagine if we damage a propeller, like if you bump it into a hangar, or someone you know, damages moving something because the blades on that airplane are six of a kind. There's, there's, they're full feathering props and there's no other application for um, oh, wow. full feathering props on an M14. 
So we had to custom build those props through MT um, to have to have those props on the on the airplane. And for me right now, he's like Martin says, if you damage one of these props, I don't care how much money you take; it's going to be months to get another. Oh one. shit! Um, so if we damage a prop in air show season, we're kind of out of luck. And they helped us a lot with those first two props. And I talked to him at Oshkosh this year. I said, man, this is this really scares me. And he's like, you know what, Jeff, we're going to take care of you. So kudos to MT and Martin. He's got a he's got a full brand new prop coming with three new blades. That's um, awesome. In addition, oh, so beautiful. I, I, I have six new blades and two hub. The hubs are interchangeable. You can get them off the shelf. So that's not as important as the blade. So we got we have those coming. Thanks uh, to MT. And the other super scary thing about a Yak 110 is moving it around on the ground. It is a beast. You have all those wheels. It's um, very complicated. It's a at minimum of a three person job to move that airplane. Yeah. And um, and and we have this tug. It's AC Air Technologies, and that thing is worth its weight in gold. I'm telling you what. It, it's it's so small and compact. We put it right in the right cockpit when I go cross country. <laughs> So awesome. all, oh, wow. my, all my gear, all the spare parts, the oil, of course, you have lots of oil when you go cross country in a yak. <laughs> and, and gallons and on gallons. On top of all that, gallons and gallons. On top of that is the tug and and then whatever clothes I can throw in there after all that. But when we get to where we're going, we take the tug out and you just move the airplane. And my gosh, it is it is really an incredible AC tool, so. air technologies. I got to look into that. Yeah. So thanks to Anthony uh, over there, a- AC air technologies, they take care of us. Hey, he's got a, he's got a brand new tug and we haven't got one yet. We're going to hopefully um, get to try this, but it's basically the same tug, but the tracks pull apart and the, and the body pulls apart. So now, you know, for me to get the, the tug into my airplane is quite a challenge because it's like 76 pounds, but it's kind of awkward to get up on the Yak 110 wing and then into the cockpit. So this new model, it just has a couple of pins that comes apart. Oh, nice. And it has a little carry bag. So you know, now you have four little nice bags. You just throw it up on the wing and into the cockpit. Plus it doesn't take up as much space in, in there. So I think it's going to be really cool. We haven't got one to try it yet, but I've seen it in it. And it's going to be a nice addition. But um, yeah, check out the ACR technology. Hell yeah. They're, they're beautiful. Awesome. And Love you, it. what about uh, any uh, social media? You guys got a Facebook or Instagram, I guess. Yeah. Well, check out uh, the yak110.com. Um, the, uh, all, all our social media outlets uh, have a, a tab on there. We, we don't have an updated schedule for next year yet. Cause we're still, you know, working on the schedule, but, um, but a lot of cool videos. If you go to the YouTube channel, you see all the videos of um, the build. So we, we hired a guy to videotape a, a um, hours and hours of of the build process of the equity that was a really fun process to follow by the way oh yeah it was it was cool and so it was it's pretty neat that we have all those videos there so go check those out um some pretty cool stuff with dell putting that beast together it's it, it's amazing you know all the engineering and, and then taking taking an eight foot by 14 inches by five inches piece of solid aluminum and carving it up to be a main spar i hated to even put skins on this thing because it was just so beautiful did, did you see some of that yeah just the gorgeous. workmanship of you know all the cnc work on those spars oh my gosh oh, yeah. it, it is it is beautiful 
yeah all that's in there so check out the yak uh on uh, on youtube it's pretty cool yeah hell yeah awesome and then we'll uh get well, you thank back you so on much soon. for uh yeah, yeah, no, yeah was, thank you so much great. for coming sorry, on. Sorry, we're running out of time here, but uh, we'll we'll do it again. Hell yeah! That just means we have to do it again. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. All right, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, Jeff. <laughs> All right, cheers. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 